The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm back, and this time, yeah, I was mildly irritated. <laughs> not even mad? Nah, not really. <laughs> you know, I just had a week off. What are you going to do? It's good to see or you, wait, though. has it been two weeks already? It, I, it was uh, a fast two weeks. Went, seemed like only one. And in fact, it was. Um, never did, made it. Did the ship sink? Did you uh, could not make the cruise? Never or? actually made it to the plane or the ship. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, funny thing happened. A not-so-funny thing happened on the way to the cruise. Um had a little family issue that we had to deal with instead. Well, that stinks. Yeah, it does. Uh, so, uh, so the family issue had to be taken care of, and that's what I—that's what I did last week. And I mean, I didn't want to do it again this week, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't the words—you uh, know—maybe we can resolve this in two weeks. I'll get back to you. Come to mind. Yeah, they, they did come to mind, and then uh, you know they were uh, quickly dismissed by my wife. Funny so, how that happens. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <clears throat> I mean, not it at is. my house. Because <laughs> you're the boss. I, you, I would have put my foot down. Man. Wear the pants. Oh, man. Uh, and but. I think everybody understands <laughs> that. <laughs> There's no doubt in anybody's That's what mind. I'm saying. Thank you. That in the Fisher household. <laughs> they know who wears the pants. Uh-huh. Good yourself. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Hell, I'd have been, I wouldn't even ever left. Now, Keith, uh, I guess, had some kind of elbow surgery or something. So yeah. he's, he's going to take this week, and he's recovering. That it was. Uh, so it's an elbow. Uh, I know. He doesn't even use his elbow. You, you just, all you have to do is use your Type. fingers. It's not that hard. Please. Right? Uh, but he's a whiner, and so he's out this week. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Great to be back with you. And, uh, gosh, hardly anything going on. Uh, there's just... It would seem that there is nothing going on but uh, separation of families. But just the brutal ripping apart the families of the wonderful people, the hardworking immigrants that are crossing our border. The people that just want a better life. Just want a, that's all they want. They're fleeing persecution, communism, war, uh, constant bombardment by howitzers and bomber jet planes and uh i i don't know exactly what it is they're fleeing in central and south america well, it doesn't matter because they're only matter. they only get here and mm-hmm. have their family ripped apart ripped torn those are always the terms ripped out of the arms of their mothers torn away from their families good gosh could we be any more dramatic about this they're not ripped. They're not torn. And anytime you see those words used in these stories, you know the slant. It's just, it's pathetic. Oh, yeah. It's outrageous. And it's been going on for about 30 years. This is not new. Barack Obama had twice the amount of children detained away from their families as Donald Trump. Twice the number. 12,000 for Trump, 25,000 for Barack Obama. That's according to Newsweek magazine, that right-wing kookery magazine 
that uh, only only Nazis read because it's so far to the right. Uh, and look, nobody nobody wants families separated. Nobody does. What is the alternative? Well, you just catch them and you, you, you let them go. You, you just make them pinky promise to come back for their court appearance and you, you let them go. That's what you do. That's what Barack Obama did. Barack Obama just did the catch and release. It worked fine. Did it? Uh, it, it made the problem a lot worse. Nothing's ever, ever going to be fixed as long as we just keep releasing people into the population. People continue to live in the shadows. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they're doing here. We don't know what they bring to the equation. Are they felons? Are they criminals? I don't know. Some of them obviously are. Obviously, some of them are. There have been 13 times, uh, I I believe, was it nine times that they just identified when MS-13 members have tried to sneak across the border as unaccompanied children? I think it might even have been more. And it was, I think there were instances, but there were more than one at a time. And, you know, these guys are normally all tatted up across their faces. And what you're, you're saying, you're telling me you're seven years old. (laughs) Really? Okay. Well, nice tat, nice body tat there, pal. Um, That's boring with them. And I, I, how many seven-year-olds have five o'clock shadow? Um, (laughs) hmm. All right. Come on in. (laughs) Go ahead. Under Obama. That's what happened. All right. Come on in. Yeah. Whatever. Here's a ticket you're going to call in a couple weeks, right? You're going to let us know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you pinky promise you'll come back? Okay. See ya. And uh, then we don't. We don't ever see them again. Um, and, and so the outrage, the fake outrage over this is really amazing to watch. It's, it's absolutely astounding. Where were you during... Every other administration that's done this. Where were you when Janet Reno was doing this? And what and what is your solution? Tell me that. Is it just to release them? You just catch them and, and release them and just keep this policy going until it brings the country down? I would bet it wouldn't even be catch them. Yeah, it might not be. Just let them in. Aside from open border. What is your what is your solution? Let's just say that an open border would be a bad thing. Let's go way out on that limb and say, oh, gosh, maybe we shouldn't have an open border. So what is your solution then? Put them in detention with the adults? You want them subjected to that? I don't think so. I mean, that seems ridiculous. So uh, the only other solution is to maybe secure the border so it doesn't happen. And by the way, this is part of securing the border so it doesn't happen. It is it is in part deterrent, and it should be. Yeah. It should be a deterrent to people. Said, look, if, if you don't want to be separated from your children when you get here, don't come here illegally. Go to your consulate, apply the right way, and we'll see you in a couple of months. Okay? Um, you know, maybe a year. I don't know. I, I don't know what your time frame is going to be, but that's a better bet to make sure you're not separated from your family. Come here legally so we know who you are, what you're going to be doing here, why you're here, 
and and we can uh, you know help you assimilate into our society. What a concept! But I mean, that's just ridiculous to Democrats. Sure is. It, it makes uh, no sense. Uh, they want the open borders. They want us to believe that we're ripping families apart. Mm-hmm. Um, is there no? Uh, you know, you you uh, you made a great point. Uh, on Glenn, there's no there's no onus to those parents. No personal responsibility at all, because they know Zero. this is going to happen, right? This is of not a surprise they to know. them. Stu brought up the fact that we we should have probably done a campaign in Guatemala and Honduras and Mexico and everywhere else. It said, hey, look, if you come to our border illegally, really good chance. In fact, you will be separated from your kids. So don't do that. And that would have been helpful. But you cannot okay. tell me that they don't know that by now. No, they know. As much as this has been publicized, and they just keep coming. Of course they know it because we have they cases where mm-hmm. the families, in quotation marks, aren't families. Mm-hmm. They're coming across either trafficked or for drug lords. So they're using the situation. Of course they know they're going to be separated. That's such a difficult problem because they're told to claim asylum now. Th- that is part of the plan. When you get here, say that you're here seeking asylum. Don't say that you're just looking for a better life. Say you're yeah, claiming you asylum. To. So we don't we don't know who needs asylum and who doesn't. I don't know. I don't really know that you were followed around by gang members and that they tried to integrate you and told you. I, I just heard a story this morning on CNN. One of these children is a 16-year-old girl. Think of it. 16. I mean, she repeated that like five times. Think of it. Think of what I'm okay, saying I'm to thinking. you right now. She's 16 years old. She's 16. Do you understand me? She's not 65. She's 16. And supposedly a gang followed her around. Until they finally uh, caught up with her, I guess, and gave her the alternative. You can either sell drugs for us or become a prostitute. She went home and told her parents. And the next day she was on a bus headed for America. And they wanted to hook her up with her aunt who lives in North Carolina. Uh, Okay, well, is that a story that tugs at your heartstrings? You bet it does. I I don't want that to happen to my daughter. I certainly don't want it to happen to theirs. I don't want that. But first of all, it's kind of dangerous to just put your child on a bus and say, okay, travel 3,000 miles Out you go. across Good the luck. continent, illegally across a border with a sovereign country, the most powerful sovereign country in the world, and just think everything's going to be fine. You can't do that. You can't do it. Uh, so I, mean, I wouldn't. What is the alternative? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I do. Closed. I'm, I'm, I, well, I, for us, I yes. believe the alternative. And I, I, but I, for I that this family, week, what is their alternative? Well, what is their because that's what the argument will be for that family. What are they supposed to do? How old's the mother? Because we know the daughter is the 16. daughter is sixteen. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they never went into the daughter or the father. I or the mom the or the daughter. dad. I don't know. <laughs> but and it is a heartbreaking story, and I don't want anything bad to happen to her. Uh, of course. First of all, we don't even know if the story is true. True, correct. We don't even know. Correct. Okay, so you just take everybody's word for it when they've been prepared for this kind of stuff. When they're taught, this is what you say, this is what you do, this is how you act. And then they they let you right in. Well, that's been the case. 
up to 2016, it's not the case anymore. And so it's gotten a little tougher under Trump. And the left is going absolutely ape crap over it. It's bad. It's really bad. Uh, you know, they, they hate his guts to begin with. So and they much. hated him from day one. We've, we've talked about it before. And, and I know it, it sounds it's just getting, it sounds like we're just kicking this dead horse. But the guy has hated so much. Mm-hmm. Hated. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's winning me over to have to root for him. <clears throat> I know. No matter know. what he does. The guy can't walk from his plane without somebody hating him for doing something. I mean, the guy's got to do something, right? I mean, give him a chance. The president. They hate him. They hate her. They can't stand Melania either. And now we're finding out they hate even the people who work for him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And we'll get into that as well. The Sarah Sanders thing. Good golly. That is unreal. And... Not just Sarah Sanders, but uh, two other officials were harassed yeah. and chanted at. The, the DHS uh, had uh, Kirsten. You, you missed that last week, the chanting mm-hmm. at when I she did. was at the restaurant. It's, uh, it's really, I mean, you, Pat, you know as well as I, I do. I love that, chanting. Yeah, thank you. You know, if, it's, if there's thank chanting you. involved, I'm in. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're so, protesting. You're it chanting, doesn't matter. You win. If, if, <laughs> if you've been chanting in public, it's going to be on this show. I, I mean, that's just a general rule that we have. That is. I don't even think it's an unwritten rule. I think no, it's, that's got, it's that written is, in stone. It has to be. It has to be. All right. 888-900-3393 with your thoughts on this insanity. And, and how do you fix it? How do you stinking fix this? Some problems are easier to fix. Like, uh, say you have wax in your ears. Um, I hate that problem. Oh, man. It is a bad yeah. problem. It's really uncomfortable. And if you go swimming and the water gets trapped in there with the wax, Oof. oh, and then you hear your muffled voice in your head all the time. Oh, I know. I, man, I hate that. Oh, I know. Plus, there's itching. It could be painful. It's plugged up. You don't hear things. You're always asking people, what? Huh? <laughs> what? There's something you could do without going to the doctor and going through that whole expensive process. It's WaxRx. The WaxRx system is the method that physicians trust the most and it's just like the system they use in their office it's just that it's going to cost you a lot less comes with everything you need to clean out the earwax condition your ears uh, conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit it uses a special wax softening drop to break down the earwax inside it has specially engineered uh, pumps that are fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush it away yeah, just follow directions i and, mean it's amazing but it does work now my my daughter uh tried this and it worked so well for her she could hear so much better she was like amazed it's like wow uh so that's what your voice sounds like <laughs> yes Ooh. yes don't throw when that I'm, stuff away i want to put that back in <laughs> i don't talk through a tunnel it's uh <laughs> it's actually it sounds like this uh, go go to usewaxrx.com, order yours today, and use the offer code RADIO to have it shipped for free right to your door. Promo code RADIO, and you'll get free standard shipping. Use WaxRx. It's waxrx.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray. Welcome. 888-900-3393. Okay, the divide in this country uh, has gotten so ugly that not only are they yelling and screaming about Donald Trump, but the people who work for him and in his administration are also being treated like crap in public. I thought uh, that when you went into somebody's place of business, they had to do whatever it was you wanted them to do. When did this change? Like if I, if I walk into somebody's shop and I say, I want a cake, uh, I thought you just, no matter what kind of cake you want, you have to, you make, have to it, make it. Right? No matter what. Yeah, no matter what. If you uh, have a Christian baker and you walk in there and you say you're a Satanist and you want uh, horns put in the cake and you want some sort of uh, satanic ritual written on the top, you better do it. You better stink and do it or you're a hate monger, mongering in hatred. How hateful is that when you monger hate for hatred's sake? It's hateful. It's hateful. You said a mouthful there, Jeffy. Thank you. Thank you. Um... But it's okay, I guess, if you hate the right person, and the right person is Trump and anybody in his uh, orbit. Um, The way Sarah Huckabee Sanders is being treated uh, at work and uh, in her personal life is absolutely despicable. She um, went to a Virginia restaurant, and she was there with... I think it was seven Six or other, seven friends, yeah. Yeah, members of her family and friends. And, uh... It's up for a Friday night dinner. Right. Hey, let's go to, uh... Hey, I heard about the redhead. Let's go here. Oh, okay. So, she tweeted uh, uh, the next morning that she politely left the red hen in Lexington, Virginia, after it was made clear she wasn't welcome because she worked for the president. Um, so they... Kicked her out of the restaurant. Yeah, the manager. The manager says, I, I saw her, and I knew that the owner who wasn't there wouldn't want this to happen, so I called her to make sure it was okay that I kicked her out. Now, how is and that okay? The, and the owner said, I will not have that person eating in my restaurant. Uh, Amazing. Welcome to the backlash. Amazing. Red Hen in Virginia. Uh, the Trump supporters are not going to take kindly to that. Amazing. I understand they've already had, like over the weekend, they had people calling and making reservations on purpose and then not showing up. And, of course, uh, they've got people writing reviews about them now on <laughs> online. But you can't say Look, it's undeserved. No, you can't. But it's you know, I, I guess I would rather have that than have them serve me crappy food and crappy service. Yeah, spitting on it. You know, if you're Doing there and you couldn't that... get anybody to wait on you or you got mm-hmm. crappy food that cooked on it, not <clears> cooked right. Uh, you know, it's a mess, whatever. Dropped uh, on the floor, yeah. stepped on, spit on. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I'd rather I'd rather have them up front and Me say, too. get out, which she did. She Me said, too. okay. And they made a big deal about the owner saying, I didn't make her pay for what food was already served. Oh. Oh, big deal. Oh, okay, thank you. Thanks for having the big heart. Hey, you know what? The uh, Christian bakers didn't make the gay couple pay for the cake either uh, that they didn't Wait, make. Wait, what? So, uh, but they it still cost them. The, the Oregonian couple cost them their yeah. business and an additional $137,000 they had to pay the lesbian couple. That's odd. It, the more you think about it, the worse it is. <laughs> it's just 
hard to imagine. So apparently this Red Hen restaurant accepts walk-ins and uh, Sanders' name had been written down by staff and assigned to a table. And uh, when they got there, though, and recognized it was that Sarah Sanders, they treated her like crap. It's bigotry. What is there... Is it okay to do political bigotry? That's less hurtful, I guess, than any other kind? Is it? I, I don't think so. Bigotry is bigotry, isn't it? It's supposed to be. That's what we've been told. We rammed down our face. No matter what. You know, it used to be. Once upon a time, and people put up signs like this all the time, we reserve the right to reject service to anybody. Uh, that doesn't apply anymore. No, it does not. So you can't selectively just apply that to a person like Sarah Sanders. Now is the time to make a stand morally for our. Oh, and, and, Shut and up. just just to point out, uh, the owner also called uh, called this a democracy. It's uh, not a democracy. So to point okay. that, out. that might be the worst thing that the owner did. <laughs> It's so bad. So sick it's of so that. Bad. I am too. And since you've made such a point of it, I can't see it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Every time I hear the word, it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it's time. This is how we take a stand. Oh. Okay. Okay. Right. Saying no to service to the press secretary at your restaurant. Okay. Good. On the menu at the uh, Red Hen is uh, you can you can ask for the hate plate. And appetizers are small plates for small minds, oh, God. tweeted. Um, but a lot of people uh, supported the restaurant, including model Christine Teigen. Christy Teigen is just such a leftist bonehead. Oh, yeah. She replied to Sanders' tweet by saying, Didn't you morons get your panties in a wad defending the baker that didn't want to make cakes for gay couples? Yes! Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. And didn't you defend the gay couple? What are you talking about? <laughs> where, where are you in this saying, hey, you can't do that to Sarah Huckabee Sanders just because she has a differing point of view. Where are you? You can do Same it to thing. the Christian who's exercising religious rights, which is even a stronger standard. But you can't, you can't do it to a, uh, but you can do it. With Sarah Huckabee right. Sanders, because she works for the president. And by the way, the baker oh, uh, had already served the gay couple uh, with goods and right. services. They just didn't want to participate in the wedding. They'd apparently been there many times. Yes. And bought pastries, bought Ridiculous. whatever. And so the owner knew that it was a gay couple, and they so served what? him anyway. Yes. because they just couldn't participate in the ceremony they disagreed with. Because of their religious beliefs. They have anything that... Uh, it's just, it's maddening. Is there anything in the Constitution, though, about religious beliefs? I don't think so. Other than the, the separation of church and state, I think that's the only thing in the Constitution specifically about it. I used to carry my pocket Constitution with me. I don't have it right now. <laughs> I'm but surprised you don't have know, it right I now because I, I know how important it is to you. That and reading your scriptures before work every day, I know there's two things you insist upon doing. I mean, you say that like that's not true, but... No, I'm, I'm saying it like I'm very respectful of of your incredible makes me look at, habits that makes are really me look good. look at the sunrise a whole lot different driving in, Pat. Uh, and I know. I know okay. that means a lot to you. All right, thank you. I know. <clears throat> so it's fine to uh, be despicable to people on the right, but if you... Oh, my God. Respectfully... And that's the thing. In every case of the bakers that I know of, 
it's always been a respectful man. I I can do you know we'll sell you any product. I just can't participate like this. Hey, there's a guy right down the street. Probably have no problem with it. And still, it's not still enough. it's not, not enough. enough. It's cost in one case their entire business and one hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars. And it messed up the other guy in Colorado, although he's seen some satisfaction from that since. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a cool uh, development. David Axelrod says he's appalled by liberals who applaud the restaurant for kicking uh, Sarah Sanders out of it. How about that? Here's somebody. A little bit of sense. Yes. I wouldn't expect it necessarily from David Axelrod, but uh, good for him. 888-900-3393. Now I wonder if he's upset by what well, so maybe he's just being consistent because he probably thought uh, that you know the lesbian couple should have been served as well uh so but at least there's okay, some well, consistency least, right. that you can kind of respect there. there you go i mean he, you can say you know you can disagree with why but at least he mm-hmm. is consistent and we right. at least, you know, he's walking that same line unlike uh your model uh christy, christy Te- Teigen. Teigen, yeah and virtually everybody else on the left yeah uh, then, President Trump's DHS secretary was berated uh, with chants from an ag- angry mob inside a Washington area Mexican restaurant. That's gonna, it's going to be tough for you to disagree with the chant. Really, Pat? Yeah, because once once you hear the chant, because this happened say, last week, and you you guys once you hear this? the chant, Pat, you're going to say, "Oh my gosh!" I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I'm I'm excited. You're going to be for it because chanting wins every time. It. Here it is. <laughs> Places. Yeah, Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen is in a Mexican restaurant of all places. The f-ing goal. Shame on you. Shame. 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 Oh, wow. And then oh, there's That's also it is powerful. Thank I told you. Powerful. I tell you, there's also the girl <laughs> who 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 goes off just uh, ranting and raving on this too. Uh, saying the same thing about uh, it, 
starving and separating families and the horror. And she was at mm-hmm. saying how she was at one of the uh, detention centers, and it was just horrific. And uh, how how can mm. how can the uh, secretary uh, eat? Well, if the kids can't eat in peace, he can't eat in peace. Am I right? Thank you. I mean, who's, shame. Who's shame? Shame. Shame. Mike check. <laughs> Mike Mike check. I like check. Uh, you don't have a mic, so I don't know if you understand the concept of a mic check. But what's amazing is, okay, so now <laughs> the, she's culturally appropriating dinner, uh huh, right? Eating uh-huh. Mexican food, right? The horror. Yep. Uh, and then, of all places, a th- Mexican restaurant. Thank you. So now we can't eat Chick Fil A uh, during Pride Month. We can't eat Mexican. Ever, uh, ever, it, uh, ever. If you want the border until we secure. get the borders uh, situated, until we open the borders. Right. Once we open the borders, <clears throat> then we're good. Yeah. Then you can eat Mexican again. Wow. Uh, if I was at that restaurant, I don't know that I would have been able to just stand there and seriously. I I may be in jail today because I I, I would have. Well, I I wouldn't have done anything, uh, you know. Okay, thank you. Physical or inappropriate to anyone, but I might have thought unkind thoughts you know they Ooh. might have uh, and i may have dwelt on some of those unkind thoughts oh no and i may have jotted down a harsh handwritten note that uh you know i would talk about the next day on the radio uh, i mean of course i didn't have to be there in person in order to do that but uh <laughs> what a catchy these guys need some lessons from the black lives matter people because that just didn't work <laughs> If the kids can't eat in peace, then you can't eat either in peace, too. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> A Mexican restaurant, of all things. Yeah. What was the other thing they were chanting? It was, if the kids can't eat in peace, you can't eat in peace. Then there was something else right after DC, that. Not in the U.S. Right, right. Not in D.C. Not in D.C. Not in the U.S. <laughs> no, in the d- d- District of Columbia. No, in the other place that the District of Columbia is in. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Help us, please. Someone help us. That's bad. It's bad. But <laughs> it's okay, really so bad. Let's, and it's getting uh, worse. That's where I was going. It's with getting this. worse. Come on. The lady is eating with either her husband or friend or whatever the deal was. It doesn't matter. But she's she's there just to have dinner. Yeah. Let the lady have dinner. No. If she if she if the kids can't eat in peace, she can't eat in peace. Not in DC. Not, not in DC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's agonizing. How do we get through this? Is I think a pretty good question to contemplate. Sure is. Uh you don't see this on the right. You don't see people go into a restaurant where, let's say, Maxine Waters is seated and then start yelling and screaming at her or Nancy Pelosi in public. You know, people are left alone. We've got better things to do on the right than chant ridiculous phrases at people in public. <laughs> Leave them alone. Take this to the proper place at the proper time. Stay off their property. You know, now they're going to people's homes. Yeah, they went to her home. And uh, and I think the they DHS. sprayed fake, fake blood all over the place. I mean, it, 
You're starting now. You're now. You're now. You're going for families, right? I mean, that's what I mean. Right. I know that Maxine is a big fan of that. I am not. Jeez, uh, that's a that's something that we should all be against. And Maxine Waters uh, does figure into this because she was uh, all wound up with little crowds standing around her. And uh, here's what she had to say about the situation. How he has not said one word about the fact that they've tapped into our DNC, Mm. underlined our democratic process. He's not said one thing about it, but he can wrap his arms around another dictator, Kim Jong-un. Okay, if this was Barack Obama in talks with Kim Jong-un, they would be saying he deserves another Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, my gosh, yes. If this was a Democrat president, they would be praising him like crazy for finally putting aside the cowboy diplomacy and actually sitting down and talking like responsible, reasonable human beings. That's what they would be saying. Before you, I mean, I I hate to spoil the Maxine uh, audio clip. Yeah, because it is so good. She's making a lot of sense here. And and I, I, I think we have the video of her as well. Yeah, yeah, we do, but I, I just okay. I'm All right, this, I mean, I, I don't want to miss segment. an opportunity to see Maxine. All right, yeah, I don't need to, frankly. And tell us we ought to swallow it. We're throwing it to Mr. President. Disrespected all of us. You have violated all of us, and now Uh-oh. you have sacrificed our children for your aims and your goals just because Wait. you want to build a wall, Mr. President. Our- there will be no wall built on the back of these children. Well, no, there's not going to be a wall built on the back of the children. We're going to put it on the ground on the border between the United States of America and Mexico. It would not make sense to build it on the back of these kids who will be, be sturdy. walking around. It wouldn't be sturdy at all. No, and we don't know where they're going to wind up. Are they just going to stand there and hold the wall up? <laughs> that would be silly. <laughs> of course so we're not. Silly. Nobody ever proposed building the wall on the backs of children. It's so funny to say that to her. Oh, man. <clears throat> Yay! <laughs> you have members of your cabinet... Uh, that have been booed out of restaurants. And apparently that's yeah. a good thing. That's a good thing to her. Really? Wait, would you think that was a good thing if you're being booed out of a Not a chance. Out of a restaurant? Not a chance. No way. Yeah. Yay! Protesters taking up at their house. Yay! He's saying no peace, no sleep. No peace, peace, no sleep. No sleep. Another catchy phrase. Seriously, somebody needs to do something about their chanting. Because it's gone way downhill. Uh, I mean, you know, at least they used to rhyme. Yeah, they did. No peace, no sleep. Well, you're not going to sleep until there's peace? I don't believe that, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you can pull that off. That would take a lot of caffeine. Uh, No peace, no no sleep. sleep. And guess what? What? We're going to win this battle because while you try and quote Mm. the Bible, Jeff Sessions and others, you really don't know the Bible. God is on our side. God is on our side. On the side of the children. On the side of what's right. On the side of the children. of what's right. That is unbelievable, man. Uh, When has Maxine Waters ever cared about what's in the bible wow first of all god's not on anybody's side side, we need to be on his side he's not on our side 
We've got to be on his side. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's the right way to look at it. And so uh, for her to invoke God in this discussion for the children that oh, she man. wants slaughtered in abortion clinics all across the country, don't tell me about protecting children, Maxine Waters. You unbelievably pathetic hypocrite. That is outrageous. And God is on our side for the children. Really? You know how many children have been slaughtered? Well, it's it's only 60 million. So it's, I guess it's not that moving. You know, and it, it has been 45 years too. So that's only one and a half to two million a year. That's it. Right? That's, that's it though. That's not, that's not that bad. Uh, the unmitigated gall. But again, it's maxing water, so you don't expect it to make sense, right? But it shows how how much the, our society has degraded. Just how divided we are. Well, how divided? Yeah, for sure, man. Jeez. We're really, it's really bad. I mean, we're losing. We thought it was bad when uh, people, you know, we were hearing stories of the, uh, you know, family members and of uh, friends uh, not speaking. Because mm-hmm. of uh, Trump becoming president, yeah, and you know, yeah, they'll get over it. And, you know, it's family people. You know, they'll sit down in a month from now over you know barbecue chicken. Everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is not that it way at all. It Doesn't seem to be going that way. No, it does not <laughs> at all. It's going the other way, fast yeah. and intensely. Uh, Janine in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, it's, I, I'm calling in regards, you were saying, well, can we have any suggestions about the border issue, what we need yeah. to do? Mm-hmm. I thought about this last week in a lot of depth, and I kept saying, well, I remember the Syrian refugee situation when it came up and how it was all you know, thrown at us that we need to take uh, a lot of the refugees. Europe was so big on this, and, and so was the U.K., so what if we were to ship them over to the UK? What what if we ship them to uh, to uh, to Europe? And I think since um, since the uh, uh, UN is so big on jumping into you know uh, in the middle of all these situations, why don't we use the UN as a platform? Yeah, I you know I would love to see that happen. <laughs> Appreciate it, Janine. Thanks. It would it would be so. Uh, such poetic justice, wouldn't it? All right, you love this situation so much, you think we should do this and that and whatever, uh, even at the peril of our nation. Uh, okay, why don't you try it for a while? Let's see what happens. And you're right. I mean, they did have the Syrian refugees, but Germany has had one million refugees pour into their country in five years. Let me think of that. We Let's... get that number in one the problem is so much worse, and it's, you know, for the most part, let's face it, they're not refugees. They're not fleeing a war-torn country. Right now, things are going on in Manawa, Nicaragua, of course. Of course. Uh, and there's always political issues in Central and South America. But it's not like, you know, there's civil war most uh, in most of these countries. They just have really bad bad societal issues because they're badly run countries. But we're expected to just let everybody in anyway. So it would be interesting to see that uh, it would be interesting process to see that. applied 
And, and, All right. You think it's so great to just allow them into your country? Here. We're sending uh, 3,000 people over to you right now on this ship. And we're going to do that every day for I mean, the next the year. The argument against that would be so, uh, it would be outrageous. Oh, oh shipping people. Uh-huh. And, and we'd be back to slaves again. And we'd be back to all of it again. Yeah, we would. Uh, it would be, it would be, well, it would be fun to watch. Still, it'd be, it'd be nice it to give them a taste of this. It would. Because they've already badmouthed. I mean, yeah. uh, what, what's your face from England, uh, Theresa May? And they've already talked about the horrific... Uh, immigration problem that the U.S. needs to take care of. I just take, go ahead and just take care of yourself, oh, good gosh. Teresa. Yeah. All right. Take care of your own United Kingdom issues. Oof. If you've got issues uh, selling your house, we may have a really good solution for you. It's called realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, if you're frustrated, if you've got an agent who's, you know, not doing a great job for you and you're frustrated, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. And we will introduce you to the best agent in your area. And we know they're good because they've been rigorously qualified by Glenn's team for experience and marketing plans. What kind of character do they have? Do they care about people? Do they care about you? And what results have they gotten in the past? Plus, they're all fans of the show, so you have that in common with them right off the bat. If you're trying to sell your house, obviously, you want to get the most money you can, and you want to sell it quickly. And especially if you need to sell it and then you're trying to turn around and buy one, uh, it's an important process. It's the biggest investment you'll probably ever make for most of us. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We will introduce you to the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, or at Pat Unleashed on Twitter from Titan Tim. Uh, I have a chant for Pat. Mic check. Hey ho ho ho! Our efforts will not stall until Foreigner is in the Rock Hall. Any <laughs> <laughs> writes. Shame. Chants don't really have to be good, do they? Well, no, clearly not. No, clearly not. Uh, from Muffer Squish, protocol question. Are we tagging uh, Keith on our show banter while he's out, or is that just going to annoy him? Or wait, do we want to annoy him? Yeah. Of course we do. Yeah, of course. Uh, Saves84, can we give Maxine Waters some credit? This is a slightly larger group than she managed to get at the coffee shop a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh. She is something else. She most definitely is something else. That's a good good way to to uh, describe Maxine. Ever since you know one of our favorite sound bites of all time. Ever since that, when they were, you know, there was the uh, discussion at the what was that? It was like a congressional hearing, I believe, when she. Oh yeah. She let the cat out of the bag about their socialist intentions. Yeah, that and was, then caught herself. Yeah, that was in a. I don't know if that was in it was some kind of meeting in Detroit, I think. Yeah. And guess what this liberal would be all about? What? This liberal would huh? be all about socializing. Oh, be about. Be about 
basically. Basically. <laughs> Taking over. Taking over. Taking over, yeah. yeah. And, and the government, and the government running all of your companies. Running all of your countries. <laughs> Look how well it worked out for Venezuela. Oh, yeah. Under Come Hugo on. Chavez. I mean, people, are, people are literally dying to go there now. Yeah, literally. Or wait. It's, it's been so, so successful. Look at that. Look at the love of the Hollywood, mm-hmm. the Hollywood elites mm-hmm. gave to... Mr. Chavez. Seemed like uh, for a while, uh, Sean Penn was there every other weekend. Danny Glover, uh, they all loved him. Uh, Wasn't I mean? Didn't isn't he? Was that was that Chavez that gave Obama the book? Yes. Was that? Yeah, it was. It it wasn't Mm -hmm. in Cuba. The other communists didn't give him a book. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. So we've been in love with Maxine Waters ever since then, and that was what two thousand nine, probably. Or maybe even earlier. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Bill in Kansas. You're on the blaze. Hey, I'm just wondering, you know, you never see uh anybody talking about what we're giving these children that are coming across the border. They're uh, getting three square meals a day hot. Mm-hmm. They're getting a warm bed, clean clothing, medical care, and for some of them I'm sure it's the first time in their lives they've seen a doctor. Uh, they're getting this taken care of in detention centers, Bill. Yes, I, I understand. You see the horror of the detention center? Away from their parents. Did you see did you out. see the tents, the air conditioned tents that they have to live in? It's horrific. Uh, yes, horrific. I did. I, yeah, I saw all that and I also saw them educated and mm-hmm. and doctors. Oh, and they're well I, taken you know, care of. It's yeah. amazing. It it, it yeah. What other country in the world uh, goes through all of this? Zero. Nobody. Zero is the answer. Nobody. Yeah. And then I'd like to also comment. I saw today the uh, the Democrats are wanting Sarah Huckabee Sanders investigated because uh, she sent that tweet out on an official government account. Oh, good gosh. So she was in trouble for that. Really? Uh, yeah, brother. I read that today. Was she, oh, oh, she was a, the official government uh, Twitter yeah. account that she talked about personal business. But yeah, it wasn't personal business. Personal it account. was government business. She was kicked out of her personal life because of government business. So she gets to use the government Twitter handle. Sorry. I'm not sure well, that's yeah, technically accurate, but <laughs> I'm willing to go along with it. No, it is. I just <laughs> okay. I already, I already. It is. It's I already, in the law. Okay. I already tried the case. Well, Jeffy's Jeffy's declared it. So uh, thank done deal. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate it. <laughs> so frustrating. It's very frustrating. Uh, very frustrating. That I, that's amazing that they're after her for that. I did not see that. I want to make sure. You know, they're going to try everything they possibly can. Uh, uh, fortunately. One thing we have going for us is Donald Trump doesn't just sit back and take it like That's true. George W. Bush did. I mean, Bush, how much criticism did he just endure and endure and let it all soak in? And he didn't say anything about it. Uh, Donald Trump he is the opposite of that. Yes, he, he is. He tweeted out over the weekend uh, photos showing children again for for, I don't know, the second or third time tweeted out the pictures of children laying in the Obama era holding centers with cages and the foil bed sheets. They had foil for bed sheets. And then he uh, quoted the, the Drudge Report headline. Uh, Obama kept them in cages, wrapped them in foil. 
We do a much better job while at the same time maintaining a much stronger border. Mainstream fake media hates this story. Well, they don't hate it because they don't even report it. Right. Uh, They just try to ignore it and hide it because this doesn't, doesn't fit their narrative in any way. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, nine hundred, thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray unleashed. Seems like uh, on social media, the only thing on uh, on anybody's mind is children being ripped from the arms of their sobbing mothers, torn, torn families, torn asunder, ripped apart, torn. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't really know. This is, it's almost an unwinnable PR situation. What, what do you say? Uh, well, yeah, we're, uh, really bad people who just don't like kids and we don't like families. So we thought we'd rip them out of the arms of their mothers and then spit in their face. What are you going to say? The only defense really is what Donald Trump has, has been doing and, try to remind people that this has been the policy or if not policy it's been the actual actions of this government for a long time and if you don't if you don't believe that look look at uh, the story in newsweek who talks about obama doing this twice as much as donald trump the other part is uh as i mentioned on glenn show this is really the first time that the administration has followed up on where the kids are once they've been ripped out of the arms of their sobbing mothers. And then they're placed with sponsors. And so they ha- they decided to call these uh, the f- sponsors and, f- and check up on the kids. Are they okay? How are they doing? Is there anything they need? Uh, and in the case of, what, 1,000 or 17, 1,700 of them, I think, they couldn't find the people because the people didn't want to be found uh, in many cases. They either just didn't get a hold of them or uh, the people had moved because they too were illegal aliens and they didn't want to talk to anybody from ICE or the or the Donald Trump administration. But nobody will tell you that in the mainstream media. At CNN, nobody's actually trying to add any context to any of this. There's just the hysteria and making it sound as bad as possible and it does sound bad when you're taking the children from these parents who've done nothing wrong except they crossed an imaginary line the line that doesn't even exist why 
And there's there's no effort on their part to understand the illegal situation in this country where we're we're just being inundated with people and we can't take care of all the world's poor. We we just can't do it. And when we collapse from trying to make that happen, then where are they going to go? Nothing left. You going to go to no, Canada? Nothing left. You got to protect yourself before you can help anybody else. And if we can't get a grip on this thing, we're not going to be helpful to other people who really need it. So when they claim asylum, we'll be like, I'm sorry, we've got no facilities for you. We don't have any resources left. Everything was eaten up. Everything's been destroyed. Sorry. We're at each other's throats. You know, there's violence in the streets everywhere because we hate each other now. If if we don't get a grip on this, that's what's going to happen. And then you can't help anyone ever. Central American men, apparently separated from their children and held in a detention facility outside of Houston, are being told, according to reports, that they can reunite with their kids at the airport if they agree to sign a voluntary deportation order now. According to uh, one migrant at the facility and two immigration attorneys who have spoken to detainees there. Now, I don't see why you should have to sign anything for us to be able to... If you're here illegally... Why would we need signatures and documentation? Get out! Thank you! Get out! Nothing signed. If you're not supposed to be here, see ya. But, of course, that's hateful, I guess, too. A Honduran man who spoke to the Texas Tribune estimated 20 to 25 men who have been separated from their children are being housed at a Polk County Secure Adult Detention Center, a privately operated U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Facility for men. So, do you want to put kids in there? Take your chances that uh, all, all of these men are good guys that have the best interest of children at heart? So, I mean, you're saying something could go wrong? I, I'm saying it's a really super remote possibility. Okay. That's all. All right. Here's the thing. We don't know what the possibility is because we don't know who they are. We don't know what they're like. We don't know what they've been doing their whole lives. We don't know what their intentions are. We know nothing about them. Yeah, but if they sign a piece of paper and say well, that then, they're going to be okay. Right. Yeah, If they and pinky promise. I, I like the pinky promise because that's binding, man. You can't, get you, can't go, that. you can't go back no, you on can't. a pinky promise. No. You're right. You're absolutely right. So maybe that should be Trump's policy. If they pinky promise, yeah, we'll go back to catch and release. Because, I mean, they said. I would love to say that. I would say. Uh It's just, it's, it's tearing us apart and, and making the situation so much worse. And then you have the hysterics of people like Maxine Waters, who's so irresponsible and illogical and just downright stupid. It, it, that. It just, and it's firing up everybody on the left and causing hatred for everybody on the right. Then, of course, we've got Tom Arnold uh, last week, late last week, comedian Tom Arnold. That's a, I love that. Yeah. That's a tough one. Comedian? Eh. No. (laughs) I'm going to say no. Humorist? No. No. Douchebag? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can go along with that. Uh, but he said that he and uh, Trump's former longtime lawyer, uh, Michael Cohen, are teaming up to bring the president down. He tweeted out a photo that uh, he took with Michael Cohen 
And the caption was, I love New York. And then he went on NBC and kind of explained himself that he and Cohen are on a show that he's working on for Vice where he searches for incriminating videos of President Trump. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's the premise of the show. Just to show you the sheer unadulterated unrelenting uh, hatred. I mean, that's the Murphy Brown, too, right? They're bringing back, they're they're hauling her out of the nursing home to redo her show. Murphy Brown, all on the hatred of Trump. Yep, exactly. It's amazing. And you look, Murphy Brown sucked when it was on. I don't think she was in the nursing home yet, but. Pretty close. I mean, I bet you she's in her 70s anyway, right? Uh, Yeah, I would say so. I would say she is. Candace got to be at least 70. Let's take a look at that. Gotta be. That's why I'm. And is it going to be the same thing? Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Yeah. Wow. But so, she hates Trump, so put her on TV. She hates Trump so bad, she's willing to yeah. redo a show that she's been off of for thirty years. That's great. Uh, and look at all the people they're digging up <laughs> because and because of the hatred them they're for digging Trump. up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> A Candace Bergen, come on, what has she been doing for the last 30 years? Well, let's go ahead and look and see. What... All right. <laughs> She's had to have been a lot of work. I mean, there's got to be a lot of work going on, right? <laughs> well, maybe on her, you know, plastic a surgery work. A lot of work going maybe on. Uh, some uh, movie called Book Club. Oh, yeah, she was in, yeah, that, I think that was a pretty big release. Home Again. Uh, oh, that's that. a great movie. I don't either. A uh, Pearl TV movie. Pearl. Rules don't... Who can forget her incredible performance in Pearl? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that a Sunday night special, like a three-night special miniseries or something? Pearl. Probably. Oh, she's a voice in BoJack Horseman, too. Don't know what that is. It's it's an animated uh, show on Netflix. Okay. It's a big guy show, though. Is it? It's a dirty... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really don't like the dirty cartoon phase because, you know... It draws kids in, and uh, so I think that's probably wrong. But So she is uh, being brought back, taken out of mothballs, put back on television yeah. so that she can uh, hate Trump. And Tom Arnold, who's one of the least talented, famous people I, I can think of. I mean, he was in a couple of big movies, right? That's about it. Really? He, has he been in? I guess so, as a yeah, he, supporting guy. Yeah, he was in the the one. Well, he was in one, right? Yes, True which lies was, with the one you love, and I love that. True I love lies, that movie, yeah. and I think he was actually pretty good in it. Yeah, sadly, uh, I hate to say that, but I I think he was, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. So he looks good there, Tom. Oof. Yeah, he, he's aged okay. Okay, he looks about the same as I remember him. But he said uh, about Michael Cohen. Tom Arnold said, this dude has all the tapes. This dude has everything. <laughs> hey, Tom, in your this, 60s, stop with the dude thing. Okay? This dude has all the tapes. I say to Michael, <laughs> I say to Michael, guess what? We're taking Trump down together. And he's so tired, he's like, okay. And his wife is like, <laughs> okay, F Trump. <laughs> so... The idea for the Vice program, apparently, uh, followed the leak of the infamous Access Hollywood tape uh, and put everybody on this track. Uh, So he's going to look for more things like that. 
Arnold right. said, we've been on the other side of the table, and now we're on the same side. It's on. I hope Trump sees the picture of me and Michael Cohen, and it haunts his dreams. Oh, Tom, I think you can count on that. I think you, you've, probably, you've probably bugged uh, President Trump so much that he doesn't know what to do. I, I doubt no tr- one else, uh, you know, the good thing is, is no one else has had this idea. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are the only one. You're in the, in the forefront of this. It is interesting, though, supposedly, that, that Michael Cohen is helping him. Because I thought that Cohen was still pretty much in the, the Trump the camp. Crowd. Yeah, right? I did too. Uh, but maybe not. So I don't, I don't know if he really has anything incriminating. We'll have to, we'll have to see. I, I would guess he does. Because there's some stuff that Trump has done in his past that uh, we all know about, right? He's written about it. He's proud of it. What? So could there be some, you know, he's probably going to show us all the stuff from the uh, Howard Stern interviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big deal. Stern's yeah. even aired we, all that stuff. Yeah, we've already seen it. And Stern's Been aired there. all that. Stern made it. They made it. Of course, that's what they, you know, that was one of their big uh, interview lines on uh, Letterman. Because the, the new Letterman on Netflix is Stern. And uh, they cover oh. they cover him uh, on huh. on the radio show and talk about that because of course anything to beat up Trump Letterman's all about oh yeah absolutely all right triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter uh, did you know that purchasing the pink variety of Balm Shot lip balm actually helps uninsured women fight breast cancer I do now so Wayne had cancer he had lip cancer because he got sunburned so many times this is what really was the genesis of his company because he couldn't find anything that really worked for him to stop that process so he'd continually get these burned lips till it eventually uh turned to cancer and cost him his lip and then he had to have it rebuilt and so uh he's been through this his wife has survived breast cancer so this is the cause they feel really strongly about and uh they are donating money to women who don't have health insurance to pay for mammograms. Really, really cool. So if you want to help out in this cause, this is a great way to do it, and you get some great lip lip balm. The Balm Shot Lip Balm comes in that really handy shotgun-looking container, shotgun shell container, and it doesn't melt when you put it in your pocket, and at the end of the day, you've got some gooey mess in there. Ah, it's awful. It sure is. It drives me crazy with those. So just for listeners of this show, we got a special offer for you. Go to balmshot.com and use the promo code PAT. When you order a two-pack, you'll get one free. If you order a four-pack, you get one free. Six-pack, you'll get one free. All the shipping is free to U.S. customers. It's B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T dot com. Bombshot.com, promo code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, so, Jeffy, have you seen uh, Jurassic Park? Jurassic World, I guess it is. Fallen Jurassic Kingdom World, yet. yeah. No, I have not seen it yet. Uh, we'll see it next week. I'm Neither. a week behind on my new releases. Okay. I saw, you know, Incredibles uh, this weekend. Yeah, we saw behind. Incredibles, too. That's about the one vacation-y kind of thing we were able to do last week on my non-vacation vacation. 
Uh, we were supposed to have this uh, great cruise to Alaska. Never been on a cruise before. I was really looking forward to, well, mostly the food. The nonstop food that you always hear about on, on uh, yeah. cruises. And I I just wanted to indulge in that. I was looking forward to the partying of of the booze and the uh uh-huh. oh yeah you know the math and the cocaine Man. and the party my wife on. and I we we party that's, that's what us. I'm saying yeah. just like you know they did in the, in the Mediterranean there I was thinking yeah. man oh that, that's how we roll I wanted I wanted that to happen on your cruise so bad <laughs> yeah instead we had a, a family issue come up and so we had to cancel the uh, cruise so I mean is anybody um, using those tickets I mean are they still available nope Nope, it's all just done. You know how you think. I mean, can I, I'm not like if I fly out there now, I could get on the ship and I, be you. I'm not going to buy insurance for this trip. I'm That'd be going stupid. on the trip. We're going on the trip. It's a waste of money. <laughs> eh, not so much in this particular case. You never. We have to buy insurance. What if something happens? Uh-huh. No, stop it. Yep. That's always the uh, theory, but it, in practice this time, that kind of backfired. So Right. That anyway, stinks. over the weekend, so, uh, Jurassic World. Brought in 150 million. Huge. That's a good uh, opening. You know, it's a good opening. It wasn't as good as I know they would hope for a little bit better. Oh, they did. Uh, I think they were hoping for a little bit better, but it was only been what four years, something like that, since the last one. Yeah, it hasn't been. So uh, you know, but it did great globally. They've already opened mm-hmm. in a bunch of markets around the uh, around the planet. Didn't you so say it was 750? Yeah, it was 750 million. Over 700 million already. That's a good weekend. That's not bad. Wow. And, uh, you know, The Incredibles was great. I liked it. Uh, I did, too. I'm a big fan. I, I was a big think fan was of the first one. Yes, it was. It was not as good as the first one. Nowhere near. Not even close. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Incredibles. I love all the stars. I got you. Y'all did a great job. Mm-hmm. But you weren't as good as number one. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, the first one is, is tough to beat. Because it was a surprise, I think, to me. I, I didn't think I was going to like it that much. And I, I loved it. Um, but this one is okay. Uh, and that's up to 350 million in two weeks, just in North America. That's not bad. That's pretty darn good. <laughs> Ocean's Eight with uh, Sandra Bullock, 11 million. Have you seen that? 100 million overall. I have not. I I want to see that for some reason. I don't know why. I just kind of feel like I want to watch it. I, it could be that it's a movie about crime. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> it could be that. And it could I'm be leaning that, toward it though. You know, for some reason, I don't have much interest in it. I guess that's just because I'm a hateful. I hate women. Oh I, yeah, I hate their I didn't success. think about that, but that's I exactly don't want what it is. Equal things for them, you know. Yep, I'm just a, a hate monger. Uh, number four was Tag, which I don't know anything about. Yeah, it's got John Hamm in it as some kind of comedy. I'm not really oh. aware of it either. I wasn't. I wasn't aware of Tag. Deadpool two took in five million over the weekend. Three hundred and four million since it opened. Doing really well. Yeah, a lot oh. better than Solo, the Star Wars movie. Uh, that's at four million for the weekend, two hundred and two million. I was just reading an wow. article that that might be the first Star Wars movie to ever lose money. Ah, it's not going to lose money, is it? No way. I don't know. Two hundred million. They're, they're saying that's going to lose money. No, no way. That thing loses money. And right? then uh, you oh. know you go down to Avengers: Infinity War, six hundred and sixty-nine million in North America since it came out. It's <laughs> amazing. Another you know massive hit I for know. Marvel. Uh, and then at number 10, to round out the top 10, was Won't You Be My, my Neighbor? Which, that's Mr. Rogers, right? That's yeah. Mr. Rogers' yeah, yeah, yeah. documentary. Yeah, I, I know Brad uh, <clears throat> Brad Meltzer did a you know a screening of that and had it up, and he he loved it. But, you know, Brad Meltzer is probably 
closest to Mr. Rogers as anyone in America. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see why he would like it, but I mean, he loved it. So it's probably worth seeing. It's doing pretty well for a documentary at 1.875 over the weekend and 4 million since it came out. That's not bad. No, that's not. And one of the things I found fascinating too in The Incredibles is that uh, still John Lasseter uh, had his name tag on there. He's gone, man. I mean, they don't even, he's not even part of them anymore. Right, out of Pixar or Disney, but oh, have a nice day. Uh, he was, yeah, he's he's the he was he the head much. of yeah. Oh, he, that's right, that's he right. Had, he headed it all. The they, head of they're Pixar. They're taking like three or four people to replace him wow. over there because he was in charge of both of them for Disney and Pixar, and he he hugged people too long. And literally, that was the complaint, as far as, wasn't it? That's all I ever read was that he hugged people too long, and that uh, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. He made people feel uncomfortable. You, you can't get fired for that. Although you he can, He made people feel uncomfortable. I mean, they fired Netflix just fired their their money guy because he was in a meeting about words. I got to find the story. He's in a meeting. <laughs> what? Listen to this. He's in a meeting. <clears throat> yeah. He's in a meeting talking about uh, uncomfortable words. He says the N-word. Actually says it. Okay? okay. People get people get uneasy. They go to him after he apologized to them, okay? Uh-huh. Somebody still gets hurt, goes to HR, and complains. So he goes to, so he has to go and report to HR over this. So they're talking okay? about the N word, but they're he actually about says the words. whole word. Right? They're talking about uncomfortable words. He says the N word. So people get uh, people get uncomfortable. He apologizes to them in person at the time. Oh they still complain to HR. They go to HR. He goes to HR to uh, to discuss what happened. Uses it again as he's discussing why he have to use it the first time. Oh, that that's too much. You're out. <laughs> wow. I would say it's unbelievable, but it isn't anymore. You know, uh, it, it's part for the Hast- course. Hastings said, no, we can't have that at Netflix. You're gone. <sighs> Come on, man. I tell you, that is uh, that's, that story made me that's crazy. quiver. That's I mean, crazy. it's amazing. I couldn't believe it. I thought for sure it was wow. had to be something worse than that. I read I read every story I could find and really he just he was he used it in a meeting discussing sensitive words. He used it at least two occasions. Okay? And showed unacceptably low but not, racial awareness. Not calling anyone that. Not calling anyone that at all. Talking about sensitive words in a mm-hmm. meeting, use that. Then in a, in a, he gets called in front of HR to defend himself, uses it again as he's defending himself. That's it. You're done. Of course, why would you do that when you know it was a problem the first time? You don't say it then and the second time, right? Haven't you learned? Okay, i got to say the N-word because we're so ridiculous as a society. We're not adult enough to actually, yeah, i got to say That's N- probably where N-word. he's at, though, right? Yeah, probably. Because I, I mean, he, I, I mean, the, the letter from Hastings was saying, you know, look, uh, there's never a time to use the N-word as acceptable, and for non-black people, the word should not be spoken as there is almost no context in which it is appropriate. Right, but black people can use it all the Correct. time. There's well, a said, separate cor- rule yes, for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we survive it. But you do have a good point of why you know he's in front of HR. Yeah, you should not say it, it the he's, second time. If he should be smart enough to say to realize that was the case. Gosh. Although just amazing. Although he's defending himself, saying I was using it in this context, this is how I used it, talking about insensitive words. I mean, I I can kind of see where he would say it again. 
Well, I can kind of see where it's stupid to say it again the second time. However, you know, just because you said the word in a sentence doesn't, I mean, that just, we're just giving all the power to that word, aren't we? Yes, we are. Are we making that the most ridiculous thing in the world to just, to make it so, so reprehensible that you can't say it at all? It can never be, it's the inalterable word, the inutterable word. Well, look, you can't utter it in in any setting, at any time, any unless you're a black person or a rapper, why then it can be every single word of your song. Correct. If that's the case. Correct. Sorry. Because for non-black people, the word should not be spoken as there is almost no context in which it is appropriate or constructive, even when singing a song or reading a script, says Mr. Hastings from Netflix. Oh, amazing. Uh, you know, you turn this around, and is there any word like that for white people? No. No. Can you call me a cracker? Sure. Yep. Can you say the word cracker? Absolutely. Yep. Can you say worse than that? Can you yep. Can you generalize an entire race yep. by saying white men can't jump? Sure. Yep, you can do that. No Every problem. day, 24-7. All, all, all day if you want to. There's no problem with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Triple eight, 933-93. So how does closing the border help that? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I don't know if it uh, does. It, it doesn't because it does. it's so hateful. You're, you're going to build a wall on the backs of these children. Is that, what you're, is that what you're proposing, Jeffy? More Pac Ray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, I was talking to my uh, daughter over the weekend about this. She asked me what I think about these, uh, the separation of families at the border and these children being ripped from the arms of their mothers, sobbing mothers, distraught mothers, and the children screaming, "Mommy, mommy, no, no, no!" and and they're slapped around with chicken fat and then uh, thrown into... They are? Yeah. They're slapped around yeah. with chicken fat? Yeah, I just read that story. Slapped around with chicken fat. Both the mother and the child. Uh, and then they're told that uh, we tell the mother we're going to kill the child and we tell the child we're going to kill the mother just to make it worse. That's what they're doing. So That's what you would think. And I... I, I, I I told my daughter, I've, you know, I really have sympathy for these people because I've, you know, you, you go to Mexico on vacation and you see that there are serious problems with the abject poverty. And so you think, okay, well, if you're not feeding your family, what are you going to do? If your country is so screwed up, what are you going to do? And people ask this question all the time. What would you do if it was your family and your kids? I I honestly don't know because i'm not in that situation but i would hope if i had to go to another country i hope i would try to do it legally 
I, I hope I would try to do it the right way. And if I knew there was a chance that when I go to the Canadian border and I'm trying to sneak across the Canadian border illegally, not being authorized, not being documented, and my children could be taken from me and I won't know where they are for some length of time, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do it. That much I do know. I wouldn't do that. I'd look for some other alternative. You have to. And don't we have to in enforce some laws in this country? Shouldn't we be enforcing all of our laws? Shouldn't what what do we have if we if we don't stick to any of the laws? There's just anarchy. There's complete chaos. So, yes, I have sympathy, but I also believe in personal responsibility. And I also believe it. we need to do things that deter everybody from just thinking they can come here and they don't have to take any steps legally to let us know who they are and what they bring to the table. And if they're dangerous or not, we got to dissuade them from doing that. We can't take care of the entire population of the world's poor. There's just no way. At some point, we're going to have to really try to solve this situation. And I, I think this is sending a pretty strong signal that we're at least making that effort to do it. So then, I really believe it puts the onus on the parents bringing their children to the border illegally. At some point, you've got to say, okay, you you bear the burden of this responsibility. You did this. I didn't make you come here. We might have sent the signal under Barack Obama that it's okay to sneak across our border, but you certainly know better than that now. <sighs> Absolutely no better. And I, I was, was your daughter genuinely asking or does she yeah, believe no, that? No, she was she generally, she, genuinely she asking. That we should, you know, She's kind well, of where I, I am on the that. Family. Because yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm okay with uh, stopping them at the at the door and saying this big beautiful door that mm-hmm. Trump has built, <laughs> and uh, saying, "Look, mm-hmm. if you come in here and step across this yellow line, we're going to separate you two. All right, you and whoever you say is your family, you're getting separated. Mm-hmm. Turn around now. Have a nice day. We love you. You go down there. You can talk to those people. They'll talk about letting you into the country the right way. But." I, other than that, I, I mean, I don't know what else to do. Then, then this door were closed. closed. And you never hear anything constructive from the left on this. Like, what do you propose? You just open the border and we let everybody in? Which is impossible. It's impossible. You can't it's run a country impossible. like that. You can't run your country like that. 888 uh, Lee in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Yes. Pat. Yes. Hey, I have something to say. It might uh, might offend uh, some American uh, people out there, but uh, some citizens. But mm-hmm. I, I just have to call it the way I see it. I, I I really feel that the reason our border is the way it is is because the American people they're not doing anything. They're not calling their representatives. They're not shooting them emails. They're not taking the time out of their day Mm -hmm. to do anything. The only people that do this are the ones who unfortunately lose their child, murder, rape, or or their spouse. But 
we're not doing it as we're not acting as we the people. We the people are supposed to be running this country, mm-hmm. and 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 we're not, and we're just not doing the job. And uh, I place a lot of blame on the, on uh, on us. Yeah, and, but I definitely I, I definitely place blame on our representatives because, trust me, like uh, uh, my one rep is uh, Bill Schuster. He I call him numerous times. And he just voted against that, uh, what it was, it, uh, HR uh, 4760 or something like that, the, the last mm-hmm. uh, immigration bill. He just voted against it. That bill was absolutely awesome. It took care of everything uh, that um, President Trump wanted to, wanted to uh, do, and he voted against it. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. And. You know, and and now we have a president in office. You know, you can love him or hate him, but this guy is for real. This guy is no joke. He is for real. He he wants to help the American people. You know, he he's for America. Actually, wants to help us. He knows that thousands of Americans are being killed, murdered every year by illegals. He, he wants to help us. He wants to close this down. And this is our chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And, we're not, and we're not doing it. We're not getting it done. And I'm placing the blame on we the people because we're not calling our legislators and demanding this be done. We're not doing it, Pat. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to that. We are apathetic. And uh, we aren't as involved as we need to be. Although I will say that in the past, we have put on demonstrations. Uh, If you remember in 2005 and 2006, uh, people went to Washington and huge numbers and protested. I think the same thing happened in 09 and 10. And, And we have at times been fairly active on demanding that the border be secured. Uh, and in each instance, Congress has done nothing. And I think people get frustrated and don't think it means anything when they call. I mean, we've absolutely became uh, become frustrated now, right? I mean, yeah. we we had uh, I mean, look, we 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 did the the Tea Party movement, and we got people in Boy, that we believed dead. we that sure is. But uh, but we got people in that we believed were were believing in what we believe in because that's what we say we have to do. Mm-hmm. Just what you were saying uh, is that we have to. People got to get out. And if you don't believe, if you think this particular uh, congressperson or senator or representative isn't doing what you want it to do, you go out and find someone that believes in you that what you believe and get them in office. Okay, that's what we did. Well, then we got uh, for the most part, except for maybe I don't know. Two, most of the Tea Party movement all got sucked into the hell of Washington, D.C. and turned their back on what we put them in there for. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, well, I think a lot of people are throwing up their hands. And I'm not saying it's right. uh, And I'm not saying, you know, it doesn't mean we're headed down the long road of, uh, holy crap, something's got to be done before it's too late road because that's what I think we're on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's when it's too late, it's too late. You can quote me on that too, by the way. 
Well, it's a brilliant quote. Thank you. I don't I'm know if saying. I can remember it. It's so intricate. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is it was too when late. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah, you said it <clears> just <throat> like that. Does that, it, does that mean, is that something along the lines of when it's gone, it's gone? I mean, something you know, that like that? A commercial? It's something like that, yeah. Okay, when it's too late, it's t- too late. And yeah. when it's gone, it's gone. I mean. So you're saying to me. When it's too late, that there's there's not a lot more time, and yeah. there's plenty of time to still get things done. Yeah, no, no, it's exactly the opposite of that. And when it's when it's gone, it's not still there. Is correct. It, wow. Okay, that's correct. Huh? You got that one right. The other one. <laughs> right. I don't know. That's going to take some time uh, to whatever. sort okay. through all that. <laughs> It's pretty complex. I didn't say you had to quote me. I just said you could. Okay. Uh, we obviously bear responsibility. Sure. Because we're not as active in this government as we should be. And the only way it functions at its peak is if we participate in it. Right. If we demand that our representatives do what we put them in place to do. And they've done nothing like that. They haven't given us the tax breaks that uh, we should have gotten, although we got some tax, you know, uh, help. They haven't uh, completely gotten rid of Obamacare, repeal and replace. Didn't do that. Nope. Have never Which done anything on the border they said they were going to do. We've let them off the hook for that Obamacare. Yeah, we let too. them off the hook for everything because it's just too hard. It's just too hard to find somebody else. And there's only, it, it's a, it, it's. It's either this or that. You can't go a third way. Talk about overwhelm the system, too. I mean, it's just never ending. We've got to fight for something. We can't. We 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 said yes. Go do this, and then we have to put up a strong fight to do it. Instead of just mm-hmm. we put you there to do it. Right. And we you want you it fight it. You fight for it. That's what we voted you in for. Never works that way. Uh, President Trump said yesterday that people who enter the U.S. illegally should just be sent back immediately to where they came from without. Any judicial process. Now, okay. why wouldn't you do that? I, I found that hard to believe, too. What, what's wrong with that? I'm like, okay, you've written this article like it's an outrageous oh, yeah. proposal. Wait a minute. Why should we have to go through some massive process? Send them back. Go home. That's why I'm saying closed. We just put the closed sign up. I, 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 when they're here I, illegally, just, just send them home. Yep. Sorry, you're going to have to go back where you came from. We don't know anything about your situation. You can say all you want. I'm sorry. I don't know if any of it's true. And we just can't take the risk. See ya. Now, you start doing that, and eventually the problem gets better. Eventually, you're going to be able to sort through some of these things and fix some of the problems. But his proposal drew immediate criticism. Of course it did. From analysts, immigrants, rights activists who said it violates the U.S. Constitution's due process. No, it, it does. doesn't. They clearly came across the border when they weren't supposed to. We're just sending them back. Why do they have a right to our court system? Because they broke our law in the first place to get here. No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're already spending way more money than I would like to see spent. On all of this. Or we're supposed to just ship them back? Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah, kind of like, I don't know, Felipe Calderon said. Of course, if somebody sneaks in from Nicaragua or some other country in Central Mm -hmm. America through the southern border of Mexico, they wind up 
in Mexico, they can go get a job, they no, can no. work. No, if no, no. Somebody do that mm. without permissions. We yeah. send ba- we send back them. Okay, if oh. they do that without permissions, we send back them. Now you you get permissions if mm. you say you're just going into the United States. If you're just cutting through. And we're just passing by. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> now yeah. you, there's a process you got to go through. Go to the consulate, apply, you know, for a visa, for a green card, for citizenship. I don't know. Just get documentation. And then it's usually no problem. Now, it's not the easiest thing in the world every single time because we can't allow every single person who wants to come here to come here. And it takes a little time. It takes some time. It takes a little time. It takes, I mean, I, uh, my, my, my mother-in-law went through it, uh, who is a, born in Ecuador. Uh, we have some really good friends down the street from us that my daughter plays with. Uh, both, uh, she is from Mexico and he is from Canada. Uh, he has dual citizenship. She is now an American citizen, 100%. And they are angry at all of this. I bet they because are. Because they, they did it they the spent, right way. They spent several years and thousands of dollars yep. and worked and struggled to make it happen. Well, that's the other part of this that rarely gets any mention is that for the people, how unfair is this? Oh, for the people who did it the right way. Oh, my gosh. They're so mad. I don't blame them. They, they've got every right to be mad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. And don't forget the brilliant commentary by Jeff Fisher just moments ago who uttered the phrase, when it's too late, it's too late. I mean, I can't argue with that. No, you cannot. And you it, can make fun of it all you want. And then make I'm fun not, of your little, little snarky I'm little... Uh, absolutely not making fun of it. I'm trying to enforce what a powerful point that okay. is. Putting a fine point on your original point. <laughs> Thank you. Like those commercials. And when it's gone, it's gone. So when it's gone, it's not still there. What they should be saying, of course, is when it's gone, there won't be any more later. Or you But know, they can't say that because that's say, not true. That's not true. <laughs> so when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, for now, but we'll order more in two when weeks. When it's gone, it's gone. Then you'll, then you'll have more. But we're, we want to sell everything we have in stock right now. So we've got to make it sound like it's a big deal. Boy, speaking of selling everything uh, that they have in stock, uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, last week, but another headline that you may have missed uh, on your cruise that wasn't a cruise. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeez, that guy is. $141 billion. I did see that, actually. It's, I mean. That's a lot of money. $49 billion more than Bill. 60 million more than Warren. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy cow. You're not talking about Warren, fat piece of crap. I am talking Buffett. about Warren, fe- fat okay. piece of crap, Buffett. Yeah. Okay. And Bill the Thief Gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. no, that's what I'm talking about. Who pirated yeah. everything he owns. That's great. What an incredible skill he had stealing things from Xerox. That was awesome. <laughs> He is 
is a magician. Hey, hey, he knew how to deep pocket it. There's no doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's just I mean, that's amazing, right? I mean, 141 it, billion. It, it just is, shows how big Amazon is, right? And he's doing it. I mean, he's doing it. He's providing a service, right? I mean, how great is it? I mean, I, I, I can't help. Uh, you know, Stu mentioned that sixty uh, percent of his salary, but another twenty or thirty of mine goes to them. Uh, no question. Uh, and <clears throat> my wife continually orders things. Every time I turn around, Amazon. there's an Amazon box yeah. sitting inside the door. Uh huh. What is that? Oh, there's something we got. And it oh, used to be oh, okay. Didn't Amazon kind of start as a place you ordered books from? It yeah, was just a book I, I, company, wasn't it? I think so. If I remember right, if you think back to the very beginning of Amazon, it was like, what do I need Amazon for? I can just go down to Barnes & Noble. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, they really built something. They sure did. Uh, humongous with incredible risk and, uh, and, and a lot of foresight that people would actually yeah. want this service that you can get almost anything just delivered to your door and it'll be sitting there. Yeah. What, it's, it's so convenient. Why within, wouldn't you do it? Right. And within uh, you know, such a short period of time. And it used to be at the time when it started to become so big, yeah. you would think, no, nah, I got to go to the store and actually feel it and see it and make sure Please. that it, it's right and Please. it fits. And I'm, Not at all anymore. Please. That's not even a thing now. No. Not even close. In fact, most places... Uh, most businesses want you to uh, understand that, and I think more and more people are. I mean, you order it online. You can take it back to the store if you want. If you actually want to, uh, you know, take it back to the actual store if they have an actual brick and mortar store. But sending it back is all part of the deal now too. If you get something, and they're that's so good right. about that. Yeah, they are so good. About I mean, you have to be. They have to be stuff right? back. That they have to be. They've they've changed the policy of brick and mortar stores. I think. Yeah. Because Amazon's so good about it. Well, what, you're going to not do that at Target and Walmart? Of course you have you to. Of course you are. The only difference is like Walmart now is trying to make you believe, uh, not make you believe, they want you to advertise. They are advertising so that they get people uh, believing in the system of you can order it online and get it faster by just picking it up. Yeah. You can order it on the website, but if you go to this store, we'll have it for you right now. You can pick it up. Although they deliver now too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's changed. They've they, changed the world. They, the, the hell, they bring it out to your car. They if you, if you want to actually, if you don't want to, if you want to actually show up, you can pull up under the over overhang and a lot of people do that too. I see it all the, all the time. A lot of people are doing that. I love the the uh, uh, Sam's Club membership. That's mm-hmm. part of the Sam's Club membership with their online. Order it, pull up, throw it in your car. Have a nice day. That's great. I love it. Something that may hamper this a little bit, throw a little bit of a monkey wrench, that is, money? is uh, oh. it, the Supreme Court decision last week. I know, the taxes. The tax on online. Holy cow, that's got to affect all of this, right? States can now uh, tax you for the product you buy online. So, like, if you don't live in Texas, but you order something from, from well, Texas is a, no, that's a good example, because we, we don't have an income tax, but we do have sales tax. So if you if you're in Louisiana and you order for something from Texas, you're going to have to pay the eight and three quarters percent sales tax or whatever it is here. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, now you're, you're gonna you're gonna get into that now online too. Well, they say that well these states have been losing out on money for all these years have since they? that ruling. Oh, shut up. Have they? Like we're supposed to feel bad for the states because of taxation? I'm sorry, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
these states have been writing more parking tickets and speeding tickets yep. all along the line they as sure well have. to make up for those they found failed other ways. income taxes. So now, not only are you going to have all the taxes that they raise to make up for the sales tax they're losing, but now they're going to have the, sales, gonna tax have the sales tax too. In addition, right, ah, right, so it works out every single time. So this may actually affect the Amazons and and Walmart's online business and all of that because now you're paying the same tax that you would if you go to a brick and mortar store. Not now, but by the end of the year, they think a lot of states are going to implement that tax. But it would help. Now let's see if you're if you're already paying for it uh in in texas say mm-hmm. um if i order if i order something online from a walmart and pick it up at the walmart brick and mortar i mean that's just, i'm not paying anything extra then right i mean it's the same right as, i mean i'm in the state it's yeah the same thing so yeah, it's the same thing i don't know that that's a little different it's just the the it'll affect the online sales where it's getting shipped like Amazon you, yes. yeah being shipped yeah. so because that hasn't been an issue up until now and that's one of the things that has made the internet thrive so right. greatly of course because you didn't have that tax burden of course and maybe well, and i think you know the stores the brick and mortar stores probably argue that that's an unfair advantage and maybe it is but i liked it <laughs> <laughs> and so did every other human being on the yes, planet thank you triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pac Ray Unleashed. Uh, I just got distracted looking at this upcoming movie. <laughs> Uncle Drew. Are you familiar with it? Have you seen the previews for that? I don't, I don't I'm think strangely so. fascinated by the Uncle, Uncle Drew? Drew thing. Yeah, he he the old basketball player, he's got a great beard, but he's really he's not old. Kyrie Irving, okay, uh, as Uncle Drew, NBA All Star, so he's really good, and they make him up to look like he's I don't know sixty or something, and so they take on much younger uh, teams, <laughs> players. Shaq is in it. Uh, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller, the huge okay. NBA former right, NBA right. stars. One of the NBA stars I remember. It's so funny that they do that. One of the NBA stars has a. a his sister plays in the WNBA, and she talked about uh, when they were kids how he would they would go hustle people on the court, and he would say, "Shoot, I play with my sister." <laughs> that was and Reggie then, Miller, wasn't it? And, and, then they, and then they would just destroy whoever yeah. they played against. Well, Cheryl Mil- <laughs> Miller was, of course, one of the great all-time women's basketball players. So, yeah, I bet they did. <laughs> That would be fun, actually. Yes, it would. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, we were talking about somebody brought up. Oh, it was Lee from uh, from Pennsylvania, I think, that brought up the immigration bill uh, that went down in flames. Of course, because of uh, moderate Republicans. That's why. 
because it's so bad. Exactly what we're talking about. They could they could pass anything they want right now. They've got the majority, the huge majority in the House. Now, whether it gets through the Senate is another issue, but at least you could pass it in the House. Could have done so much, so much more. I mean, that's Paul Ryan. He's uh, uh, they could have done so much more, and they've just sat on their hands. HR forty seven sixty would have made sweeping sweeping changes uh, for legal immigration. It would end the diversity program and chain migration by eliminating the visa lottery program, which we've talked about. It would increase immigration levels for skilled workers. Wow, what a concept. And create an agricultural guest worker program. Makes oh total gosh. sense. It would also authorize construction of a border wall. I think they provided wow. five, five or six billion for that. Well, you might be able to get three or four feet for that. <laughs> it would add five thousand more border patrol agents and five thousand more customs and border protection officers. How great is that? That that is, uh, in a sense, putting up a closed sign. That's good. Yes, that's good. The bill would have also mandated e-verify to ensure employers are hiring legal workers. It would have authorized the DOJ to withhold law enforcement grants from sanctuary cities. I love that. And allow victims to sue the sanctuary cities that release their attackers also. Oh, my gosh. That's tremendous. Although, have, isn't that the sanctuary city stuff? The They already said there's been judges ruling that they can't. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, take that to the Supreme Court. This this needs to be decided at the Supreme I Court. Agree. I agree. Because I, I disagree with uh, not being able to withhold that Absolutely. Money. Uh, the bill would also permit the uh, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, to detain dangerous illegals who can't be removed and enhance criminal penalties for deported criminals who illegally return. All of these <laughs> things make perfect sense. Which and is... so, of course, the bill failed. Wow. It failed. I, You know, what, do, what does it take for these Republicans to man up? And do what we sent them to do. I don't know. They're going to have to get their ass kicked in November. That's probably the only... Th- and then even and th- then they won't. And they won't. But because it's, it's happened not, before. And it's not going to happen because, I, I mean, I firmly believe that it will not happen. What, that Be- they're going to get kicked in the... Yes, mm-hmm. because the more, uh, the more the left and the Democrats and the haters beat up on Trump, the more people uh, are on Trump's side. So if you're, yeah, if you're a Republican, you're perceived to be on Trump's side, whether you are or not. And so I don't think, I don't foresee them losing. Trump, the, every time they beat up Trump, all I see is somebody else voting for another Republican. It's sad. And I, I don't necessarily want the Republicans to lose the majority of the House. But right. at, at points like this, where they don't do the right thing, it's almost like, who cares? Does it matter? Does it matter who's in there? Does it right. matter uh, if they're Democrats or Republicans? It certainly doesn't appear to matter. Sure doesn't. Even and this is this is what Bill HR Puffin stuff. What number is it? HR forty seven sixty. Yeah, yeah. HR Puffin stuff. Same thing. Yeah, and it went down <laughs> uh, in flames, just like HR Puffin stuff. Yeah, did thank you. Forty years ago, same thing. <laughs> you you can't rely on any no, HRs. No, you cannot. HR is done. Puffin stuff or the <laughs> House Republican, the House <laughs> resolutions. You can't. You can't. You can't rely on any of it. Sad. Just agonizing, it's man. Sad. It's ridiculous. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh also Jay Johnson. 
uh, talked about detaining kids being necessary at the border. Obama's Homeland Security Secretary, Jay Johnson, admitted that they did detain children during the Obama administration. Says you need to fix the underlining issues before the detention situation can be fixed. Jay Johnson said that. That's amazing honesty from a former Obama official. He was Homeland Security Secretary. And he admitted they detained kids. Where is that on CNN? Why is CNN not talking about that? Why is MSNBC not talking about that? Why is it only talk radio that will give you any sort of clarity on these issues? Ah, I mean, I hate the term the fake news media because it's just uh, agonizing. But it applies in so many cases. You know, and then you have CNN with their agenda, as they had with Glenn yesterday. Now, I haven't talked to him about this in detail, but uh, I'm sure they told him, hey, we're going to talk to you about the uh, immigration situation. This is separating of kids on the border. Okay. Um, well, I, I don't necessarily want to get into other ancillary issues right now because it's just not the time. Okay. And then they do. Yeah, they do. And then here's here's what happened with uh, Glenn on Brian Stelter. After he gets up early on a Sunday morning, CNN comes out with their effing crew and uh, makes all these promises and everything's going to be fine and we're going to be fair in this interview and it'll be a good interview. We're just let us invade your home at 7 in the morning on a Sunday. Uh, here's what happened. I do have to ask you, there's this new headline on the Daily Beast saying that your company's in trouble, that you were trying to find a buyer. Is this related to the <laughs> point no. about people not talking to each other? That if you want to create that media company, there's not interest? What's, what's going on with that? Wow. You snake. Brian, thanks a lot. <laughs> I think that's the most ridiculous um, question I've ever heard. I, I'm sitting here ready to talk that's to you statement. about the detaining of children yeah. and parents I mean, and trying to break... Question break families apart, something that has been happening with Janet Reno. That's why it went to the Supreme Court in the first place. With Janet Mm -hmm. Reno, it's been happening. We want to stop it, and you want to play those games? Have a nice day. (laughs) What game did I just play? Uh, so the question okay. on the Daily Beast website, Stop, the headline Brian. says, Brian Beck's media empire all the graphics is imploding ready to go too. again. Yep. That's yep. the headline this on the Daily amazing. Beast. What game it I is well play? known that Glenn has been Stop. trying to sell the blaze. There was talk about a deal with the Daily Wire. According yeah. to the Daily Beast, that fell through. You can read the full story on the Beast website. Frankly, I thought Glenn deserved a chance to address those reports. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Did you? Talk about it. Right. Frankly, what I'm doing here, I... I am shocked at his attitude. All I was simply doing was trying to be as fair as and open-minded and give him the opportunity to defend himself on these charges. Just playing any game is the furthest thing from my mind. I had no agenda whatsoever. Where did that come from? Wow, that was out of left field. I mean, look, just look at these graphics I already have already ready to go for you about the story <laughs> right. and the information. Uh-huh. How dare he? 
And the Daily Beast, I mean, is there a better source? That's all I was quoting was the Daily right. Beast. You can go there and read all the information on it if you want. <laughs> you we don't even put we don't even put that up yes. on our CNN website. Please go there now and look at this one-sided, outrageously ridiculous story. Go look at it right now. It's read there. It read it. It's right there on the Daily Beast. There's all kinds of unconfirmed sources. And people that wanted to remain anonymous. And those are the most honest of all stories. And you know that as well as I do. Thank you, my friend. If someone doesn't want to be quoted and named in the story, then obviously they're telling the truth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I have never. Wow. that I'm so surprised that he just left the interview. Because I all I wanted to do, quite honestly was offer him the chance to explain himself. What games was I playing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Brian Whoa, is so much on. smarter than that. Yeah, he's so a turd, much. just like the rest of them. I mean, I, I didn't like him when we met him here. I, he's a smarmy... He spent about the time here. At yeah, one he point. did. Did he not? Yes, I mean, he, he did. was here for quite a, quite a while. I think he spent... Was it two or three days? Oh, yeah, I was here for quite a while, yeah. Yeah. Pretending to, oh, I just want to know about you and see the other side of what the media is saying. And I know there's something else to this. Uh-huh. There's obviously more to you. Mm-hmm. It's all about you. And that's all I was trying to do here. Wow. <laughs> what so kind of? So surprising. <laughs> Why was What a hothead. What kind <laughs> of? <laughs> uh, and the problem is... You know, Drudge, one of the most interesting aspects of this. I mean, you expect that from Brian Stelter. He's a douchebag. Um, but Matt Drudge never, never covers a Glenn story. When was the last time Drudge put anything up about Glenn Beck? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, it's been a long time. Positive? It, I don't know. If there's any story, you know, something good that Glenn has said or something praiseworthy or just a neutral story. Nope. No mention of it on Drudge. There's not, never a headline about Glenn on Drudge unless it's yeah. from the stinking Daily Beast. Right. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's pathetic. Which is why, Pat. Which is I why wanted I to make so sure that surprised. we give Glenn a chance. I just offered him the world here and he's Spit in my face. Okay, thanks, Brian. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, you tur- you turn on the turn on the news. It's so easy to get sucked into defending our side and forget the founding principles uh, on which this country was set up, and we're supposed to protect those first, even if they don't help you win an argument. In fact, especially if if they don't help you win an argument. Um, Discovered this book by Michael S. Law, The Founder's Revolution. It's awesome. In it, you will rediscover the forgotten history of how the Declaration of Independence came to be and the principles that form its foundation. Uh, Everything in the book is from the original source documents and especially from the actual words of the Founding Fathers. No better way to do this because everything else you, you see, especially things from about 1950 or 1920 on, it's it's almost all tainted by progressivism. 
it's almost all tainted by uh, presenting the founders as hateful, racist, white, awful slave owners who shouldn't be listened to. Instead, you're going to see what they really stood for, what they really believed, and why they did the things they did in setting up the foundation of this country. So prepare to be shocked when you when you see this book. You're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. Go to your computer right now and type in thefoundersrevolutionbook.com and pick up your copy on Amazon. It has five stars. It's a great read. It's thefoundersrevolutionbook.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. And returned early, as a matter of fact. I know. I mean, it's good to have you back, but I'm sorry that, uh, you know, you had to, you know, call it short. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know. Say, wait, we'll be back after vacation. (laughs) What's your problem, kid? Shut up. Yeah. Comes to mind. I didn't really. No? No. Mm -mm. Um, So we never wound up going on uh, on the cruise. Still have never taken a cruise. Maybe someday. Uh, maybe, maybe someday, one day we'll. And one of the the two things I was most looking forward to: food on the ship and weather in Alaska. I know I, that's the one thing I was looking forward to. The ten day for forecast: the high I think was sixty two degrees. Whoa. Oh my gosh! Oh. Uh, talk about so a good. dream come come true when it's one hundred and four so here good. and humid and. Yeah. So you didn't even have the opportunity to lose your luggage or anything? No. Mm -mm. That stinks. Or get on the water and start vomiting. Didn't have a chance to do anything. Did you have an opportunity to at least, you know, maybe put it up, put your tickets up on, up for sale? Let somebody (laughs) else buy them somewhere? No. Just an empty room? Yeah. Just all came down like at 11 o'clock the night before we were going to leave at 6 o'clock the next morning. So. uh, That'll teach you to answer your phone. That's right. Before you go on a vacation right there. We have a new policy. Uh, we, we're not going to answer the phone anymore. Your mom and I are going on vacation. We'll be <laughs> off starting now. <laughs> uh, we're done. It's 888 <laughs> Also, uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, from Snarky McSnarkface. If I remember correctly, I believe Doc told us that in total, it cost his wife $20,000 total Pretty close. to legally become a U.S. citizen. Yeah, I... Uh, I don't know if that's the case every time. No, she she actually, she told Doc, this is just between us, now don't say anything to Doc, whatever you do. Okay. All right, but she told Doc that it cost 20000 It really only cost about ten. She deep-pocketed half of it. <laughs> it was just for her. Just for her. Now, you know that how she just shared that in confidence with you? Yeah, we just talked we yeah, talking talking about, about it one okay, day, and sure. she, happened to, she happened to mention it. That's right. what she was doing. She and again, was, don't say anything to Doc. Yeah, don't. Whatever that. you do. Holy cow. Yeah, wow, that'd be don't, bad. Yeah. If you ever if found, you're found out. out yeah. Trouble. <laughs> uh, from Tom Sheehan, if the Republicans lose the House of Representatives, all it does is make them lie to us more for the next election day by saying, give us the House and we will repeal Obamacare. That's for sure. This is all they did. Every we other, gave them everything they asked for. And they'll make every other empty promise to us uh, when they 
if and when that happens, you know, we'll repeat the same process. Okay, yeah, we didn't we didn't do all the things. You know, we, there was more work to be done. I, I admit that. But this time, we will absolutely get that done for you. Yeah, look, we, we ran into a couple of roadblocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some, Those darn some Democrats. Yeah, they couldn't have stopped you, stupid. They couldn't have stopped you. Well, they, they put up some provisions that we just couldn't work <laughs> around. And we tried to meet with them, and they just wouldn't meet with them. Just wouldn't do it. And you know as well as I do that we would have done it if we could have done it. Man, that's why I think another 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 term. Give me another term. Another term we'll be able to do that for you. And this time. (laughs) It's agonizing. All right, so here's an idea. I'm just throwing it out there as a thought. All right, Mm so if we can't close the border, if we can't be at the border and say, nope, sorry, closed, come back whenever the closed sign isn't up. Until then, we're closed. Have a nice day. If we have to take them in, how about we send them to one of the 50 worst cities to reside in in the U.S.? We do that? And make their experience a bad one here? Well, no, I would, they would make it better. Oh, they okay. Would, they would make, they would make life a, better. Because I'm looking at nice this spin. list of the 50 worst cities to reside in, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. no, that's not a bad I wouldn't mind going there. If you, if you were coming to this country, let's say number 50 is Fort Smith, Arkansas. Okay, that's why, number 50. Why is that one so so bad? What is the criteria they're using here? Well, they're using uh, by the number of they're they're uh, issuing uh, economic opportunity, education, crime, public health. Okay. All right. So Fort Smith, Arkansas is 50. Now there's two states mm-hmm. that have the most cities. I'll mm-hmm. give you number 2. Number 2 is Florida. What's the number 1 state that has the most cities of the worst to reside in in the US? Uh uh, I know you. I, I'm going to say Mississippi. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Mississippi, and no, 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 California. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, California's got uh, got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cities uh, that in are in the top fifty. In the top fifty. Top fifty yeah. worst. And Florida's got uh, Florida's got five. Uh, right. Number forty nine. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake City. What? That is not one of the worst places to live. Stop it. You know, I I know. I know what you're thinking. How could that be? That's often been listed as one of the top five cities to live in. One of the top five best, not worst. And Keith is not here, but Atlanta's 47 in the top 50. So let me see, like Salt Lake City. what, What are the things that they say have gone? One factor detracting from quality of life in Salt Lake City, the area's high violent crime rate. Wow. Some 937 violent crimes were reported in 2016 per 100,000 city residents. That, wow, that, that is a high number yeah. for uh, crime. More than twice the national violent crime rate. Which is rate. a surprise, too, because I love Salt Lake City oh, when it's, we were there. It's an awesome city. Housing prices have also been rising fast. Yeah, you know who you can thank for that? California. <laughs> right. Jeez. <laughs> oh, why would I thank California for rising houses? Because uh, the Californians are moving to Utah and wrecking it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I, I, I missed that. So the, the housing price has outpaced the area's income growth, making housing unaffordable for many low-income residents. Despite the high violent crime rate, Salt Lake City has experienced substantial economic growth. Number of jobs rose 5.1%, uh, a faster pace than the nation as a whole. So That's still pretty good. It's, yeah. You know, um, interesting though. That's now in there in Atlanta yeah. is number forty. Number nine. Number nine is your Democratic hellhole, Baltimore. Oh yeah, 
All right. That's exactly what that uh, place is. <laughs> number three, St. So Louis. Is St. Louis. So number St. two, Louis. Flint, Michigan. Is that where you're from? Like, aren't you from and Flint? A Saginaw. Oh, okay. Don't, I am not. Same thing. Don't, Saginaw, no, it is Flint, not the same, same thing. No, it is same not. thing. No, yeah. there's Flint. <laughs> Look, see, there's Flint. Uh-huh. And there's Saginaw Bay City in Midland. All right, the Tri-Cities. That's where I'm from. Okay. Up here. All right. Just, just below the thumb. And where's okay. the other place? Flint's down here. A little <laughs> Are they close? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the number one is uh, Detroit. So the top two. Mm. I mean, the top two worst places to live, Flint, Michigan, and Detroit, Michigan. Ooh. Yeah, Mi- they've been pretty rough. Michigan's taken a beating. It sure has. Which is yeah. probably why they're doing that uh, Michigan uh, uh, ad campaign. They've got a great Michigan ad campaign. Really yeah. good. Look, there's some. Look, Michigan is They've a beautiful made it look great. state. Yeah. I'd love to visit, and it's a beautiful place to go. And it, there's a plenty of places that you can go and vacation there that mm-hmm. are great. There's mm-hmm. plenty of places that if you could go and live in Michigan and not have to work, like if you go up into into this part uh, of the of the mitten, not up here. You don't want to be a youper. But if you're okay. if you're listening on Blaze Radio, I'm just showing you the Michigan with the hand. All right, those of you on Blaze TV can see. And it's a brilliant tactic a on radio. I know. Well, that's, they know the it. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. The Capitol's right there in the middle of the palm. Uh, just... uh-huh. <laughs> but th- there's some great places that you could, you know, go and live if you didn't have to work. If you didn't have to go outside mm-hmm. in the winter. You just have to look outside and go, oh, man, it looks cold today. I'm staying in. I, I will tell you that winter to me is not. Uh, it doesn't dissuade me yeah yeah it's not a deterrent for me the summer uh here well the summer here is like the winter of every place else in the world man yes this is our we're in the middle or and moving into the heart of our winter here in north texas because it's absolutely miserable when it's you don't go anywhere you can't do anything humid and 104 105 every day and there's no place opens up at 4 30 for you to go and have fun when it's nice outside yeah the 4 30 in the morning to about six is beautiful Mm. if you consider okay 4 30 to 5 uh, if you consider right, 88 th- and humid to be right. beautiful all right yes. well 4 15 to 4 30 <laughs> okay we'll back it up a little <laughs> if it's december and it's 4 15 now you're on to something. there you go <laughs> uh, there's just no good time of the day weather wise <laughs> in texas during the summer oh man sometimes you just walk outside and oh man, good gosh bakes yep triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more packer and leash coming up Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, Mike Huckabee, obviously Sarah Huckabee Sanders' dad, was on uh, Laura Ingram's show today, and he said not only was Sarah Sanders kicked out of that restaurant that as we were talking about earlier right. today because she was she works for the president, so she was kicked out of that restaurant. They wouldn't serve her at the Red Hen or whatever it is, and not only that. But when they went across the street to eat somewhere else, they followed her over there to protest. What? 
That is unbelievable. That is unreal. <sighs> We've got to. There has to be some something to stop some of this somewhere. Jeez. Uh, Ingram tweeted out Nothing. this restaurant tour of the red of the red hen. Stephanie Wilkinson not only told her to leave, but she followed the Sanders family across the street to harass them at the other restaurant they went to. But I thought the one the one owner or co-owner wow. or whatever wasn't there. How is that possible? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was the manager. I, I yeah, don't know. the manager called the owner, I thought, of the, you know, the first story I read was mm-hmm. that the manager said, you know, it was like, oh, my God, that's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We can't serve her. And then she called, you know, he or she called the boss and said, did you know that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is here? Can I kick her out? Can I kick her out? Yes. Yeah. I So I, I don't know. Um, do you know what the name of the owner is? Because this says uh, Stephanie Wilkinson is the one who followed them across the street mm. to harass them there. Either way. I mean, it's okay, according it to matter. her dad, so I don't know. Okay. It, it doesn't matter whether it's the owner or the manager or whatever. Even follow, whoever it was. That mm-hmm. is absolutely 100% wrong. It's pathetic. It's getting to a psychotic level now. Yes. There's some kind of, some kind of psychosis involved here. I don't I, I don't get that. Look, I mean, there, uh, we, we understand, uh, you know, that there's nothing else to talk about for you. I got it. Your hatred is all-consuming. And we actually have been there. I found it fascinating that you brought up today uh, when you were talking to Glenn about the that you know the that guy board uh, when we couldn't say Obama's name, uh, mm-hmm. it cost us money because every time we said it, and we were and, so sick and tired of him. What year was that? Like, oh man, thirteen or fourteen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's been a few years uh, it's now. It's been a few years. So, but I think it was maybe two thousand fourteen. We were so tired okay. of Barack Obama nonsense that we decided. On a was it a hundred dollar fine every time anybody said his, said his name? I got to go back and check because I'm pretty sure I still have some Instagram pictures of the that guy board. Uh, how long ago it was with date it, but it was yeah you would, you would tally it up like uh, I forget how many how much it cost us fifty bucks a mention twenty five bucks a mention it was a lot <laughs> it added up to a <laughs> an awful lot by the end of the year and all that money went to uh, charity but uh i i don't remember what it cost me but it was oh you you were in the thousands. yeah you were way up there uh, you know glenn, glenn was first. number one yeah, yeah five thousand i think uh, or something like and, that uh, but it's still no matter what it was still a lot do you have the ending board number I'm, oh Did here's some of the that guy boards right here hold on one of the last ones i've got is up to forty six hundred dollars total the last one is that the final board? I don't think this is the final one, but this is one of the final ones. I don't ones. think so either. It's, I don't think it's the final, but that's one of the one of the last Instagram photos I took of it. Uh, at this <laughs> at this point, Glenn was at twenty five forty. I know he paid more yeah. than that. I was at eleven sixty. I know I paid more than that. <laughs> Stu was at six twenty, and you were down. You were just yeah. at two eighty. I was over that. Did you I ever actually pay that? that? For charity, uh, Pat. I know of course it was. I did. What are you asking? <laughs> How dare you, sir? That is a clear, how definite. Dare you? Nope. How dare you? <laughs> oh my gosh! That clearly, you did not pay one penny. Wow, you didn't pay a penny. Uh, are you going to wish me a nice day? Have a nice day before you walk Have off. Have a nice day, mm-hmm. sir. Thank you. That is. That is the. 
most incredible. Uh, it's outrageous, question. isn't it? To even suggest such a Thank thing. You. I know. It's Thank outrageous. You. This is kind of interesting. Show, Showtime has green lighted a limited series that gives a behind the scenes look at the rise of Fox News. And they landed. Uh, yeah, that's the new, the new show they have, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they landed uh, Russell Crowe to play Roger Ailes. Wow. Uh, have they ever seen Roger Ailes uh, comparison wow. to Russell Crowe? Uh, that's not, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but you know that's going to be a fair look. Oh, my gosh, yes. At Fox News and Roger Ailes. You know that that's going to be as fair a look. And right down the middle, <laughs> you'll never as you could you'll, possibly uh, want. You want to talk fair and balanced? Mm-hmm. That's going to be it. That's going to be it. This would be Russell Crowe's first regular TV role. Yeah, uh, money. He's you know, look, the money is too good now. Yeah, oh for, yeah. You know, the for the series, and they call it a TV role. It's for paid, you know, Showtime, right? Is yeah. That what you said mm-hmm. right. So to call it a TV show is a stretch, but that's what. You know the money is too good for these series on these uh, on these uh, paid networks. It's too an eight-episode drama called "The Loudest Voice in the Room," based on uh, Gabriel Sherman's best-selling book. Um, so Russell Crowe wow. will tackle the role of uh, Roger Ailes, who built and ran the Fox News empire. Tom McCarthy will executive produce the drama, along with J- Jason Blum. Uh, wow. So it's going to be a Jason Blum uh, production. That, uh, I wonder, I that wonder, gives you a little hope. I wonder it. who's going to uh, play uh, Glenn Beck during the Beck years at Fox. Be interesting to see if they deal with that at all. Uh, that would be interesting to see. Yes, it would be. Now, Roger Ailes, of course, credited with reshaping TV news. Uh, and he ran Fox for 20 years. He was forced out in 2016. Yeah. And then he, he died just a year later. Tragic. Um, he was a to, bad guy. In the end, it looked like he was just a bad guy. And it's too bad. He, he definitely he, had some issues. Because he, no he built that. such an empire, and he was so smart, and he was knew what he's doing. And mm-hmm. to end uh, with having everyone look at you like you're such a bad guy, it's, it's too bad. It is too bad. Uh, he was a genius, but he could be difficult. Right. No, I don't think there's... Any doubt about that? <laughs> uh, it's a good choice. Where it's difficult. Yeah. Showtime president and CEO David Nivens said, uh, in many ways, the collision between the media and politics has come to define the world we live in today. We've seen this phenomenon depicted on the screen as far back as the story of Charles Foster Kane, and it finds a contemporary embodiment in the fall, uh, rise and fall of Roger Ailes. With Russell Crowe in the lead, this limited series promises to be a defining story for this era. While uh, it's unclear how closely the series will adhere to the book. But well, the, it's going to be based on the true story or the book, Pat. I mean, I, I don't know what, how more true do you want. And, and they, they consider it an <laughs> unflattering portrait. Of course. And it's received a bit of criticism for failing to land an interview with Ailes himself uh, in the book. He, Ailes oh, yeah, was yeah. not quoted. But, he did. He didn't show up for. The, he didn't. He wasn't even. He didn't agree to an interview uh, with Sherman. So it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, how badly they portray him because you know it's going to be bad. Yes. Unflattering portrait. I'm guessing is yes. an understatement. Like yes. Crazy. Yes. It'll be. It, 
It's going to be ugly. Uh, the detailed description from Showtime is, to understand the events that led to the rise of Donald Trump, one must understand Ailes. The upcoming limited series takes on that challenge, focusing primarily on the past decade in which Ailes arguably became the Republican Party's de facto leader, while flashing back to defining events in the Ailes' life, including an initial meeting with Richard Nixon on the set of the Mike Douglas show that gave birth to Ailes' political career and the sexual harassment accusations and settlements that brought his Fox News reign to an end. That's a long span. It sure uh, is. Uh, that that goes from like 1969, I think, all the way to 2016. Wow. That's Hell, that, they do the flashback, right? The next thing you'd be maybe. flashbacking, and then the next minute, uh, Russell will be on the couch trying to put his hand up some news person's dress. <laughs> I mean, just, that's it. you know, that's what it's going to be. Probably. This is going to be bad. I mean, look, what did he do to some of that stuff? I guess. But well, he added so much to television and television news and the way we look at things on television. And for you're, sure. you're not going to get any of that. You're not going to get any of that. Probably not. Will Will he be portrayed as an evil genius or just plain evil? Probably just plain Probably evil. Probably just plain evil, right. I mean, uh, I love Russell Crowe to a point. Russell's one of those guys that's almost at the point where I can't watch anymore. Didn't you name your son after one of his characters? Uh, as a matter of fact, that's how much you love Russell Crowe? No. <laughs> I mean, Liar. he happened to play a character named Max's. the same name as my son. Uh-huh. Uh- so? <laughs> so? So what did I love? And it happened to be right around the time before your son was so? born. It's pure coincidence. Yeah, heck yeah, I pure loved it. I, lo- I loved Maximus. I loved the name and I loved the character. That he played Maximus, and it was tremendous. Well, Gladiator is a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. But at the uh, you know at that and and Russell played in a number of other things. But the problem is, guys like Russell like to talk from time to time. Yeah, that is the problem. And when they talk, they say things that I like. disagree with. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and you know, it's okay. I don't hate him, but I get to the point where I can't I can't disseminate between the character and the real guy, mm-hmm. and that makes it hard for me. I, I wonder if he's doing this because he needs the money. Like uh, I don't know. He's made, a, he's made a lot of money. So has Johnny Depp. And I just read this in-depth Rolling Stone article. Did yes. You, you read that article? Well, he, I mean, it was like 900 pages. Yes, it was forever. Yeah. The, they had a Rolling Stone uh, journalist go to his rented mansion in London. Because I don't know if he's shooting a movie or what he's yes, doing Yes, he was there. in the middle of shooting something. And so he went out there to interview him. And spent three days there. And uh, it's not exactly a glowing portrait. No, it is not. Of uh, Johnny Depp. And I think Depp intended for it to be. It seems like Depp invited him in and tried to, you know, got him all the booze and hash he wanted. (laughs) And they did a lot of both, apparently. And uh, which you know I'm not opposed to. Uh, by the way, I don't know why you're making that <laughs> sound like such a bad thing. Uh, but it turned out that I mean the guy is very skeptical about everything Johnny Depp says, and the guy has made you know you said that Crow, Crow has made a lot of money. Johnny Depp has made six hundred and fifty million dollars yeah, in at, his career, at least. And he's right? he's not only flat broke; he's in deeply, deeply into debt. 
like tens of millions of dollars in debt. Yeah, his management team had loaned him a bunch of money from time to time, and he spent. I mean, he's he took out ten million dollar loans, four million dollar loans, just to keep his lifestyle going. His two million dollar a month spending habit going. That's crazy. I mean, that's nuts. Well, you know, there's look, Pat. It's so easy to do. <laughs> you know that as well as I do. I suppose it is if you're buying 14 houses all over the country and they're all mansions. It's probably pretty easy. And you've got a fleet of 45 uh, luxury vehicles. And look, it's not so much. Look, and you bought an island in the Bahamas. Buying that is one thing, but it's the upkeep that milks you forever. Yeah, he's got. I mean, people forget about that. I mean, you don't just you don't just buy a 40 acre mansion. That has uh, uh, you know eighty rooms and and ninety bathrooms and somebody three needs pools. to take care of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not cheap. So you've got staffs in fourteen different locations taking yeah. care of all of your properties. Plus, he bought the yacht, which was I forget how much it was, like over a hundred million, I think. And most of those places are like, look, when Johnny Depp comes in, are you going to say no? You figure. Six, seven hundred million dollars in the bank. Uh-huh. Mr. Movie Star. Uh-huh. You know, he throws you 50 million and says, hey, here's a down payment on. I just borrowed 50 million from this guy that you don't know about. Here's 40. So I have 10 in the bank. I'll give you 40. Let me have this yacht. So it was pretty, okay. it was pretty clear from the article why he's doing that bizarre commercial. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sausage or whatever. Sommage. Sauvage. Sausage. Sausage. We're going we're gonna to do a parody. We still have to do I want, that. That was so good. Sausage. Sausage. And he buries, well, he buries something in the buries desert. Something that is some, really weird some, stuff. Uh, uh, a necklace choker or something a necklace yeah i thought it was some kind of perfume too or something well i think i don't, maybe, I don't know so he must smell good while he's digging, digging up the dirt uh, the dirt but look the- right uh, look those guys were and, and you're right what all started this is russell crowe is it possible yeah it's possible yeah i mean russell lives a pretty good travel the world lifestyle mm-hmm. and you know he i know he spends a lot of time in australia his home country but i don't know he's got a big ranch there and stuff he's probably divorced and i it's, think it's always it's always fascinating how these socialist leaning oh lefties live their life they sure do of luxury yes and they get darn used to it oh they sure do they get darn it's pretty easy to get used to the life of privilege and yeah. i'm not saying that's a bad thing because i would be willing to give it oh, a I'm, shot i'm willing to try it but the point is is that i'm not going to beat other people up for not have you know oh and that's those what they do rich people suck do they <laughs> do they ross yeah triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pat gray unleashed coming up pat gray unleashed the blaze radio network Gray returns. Hi. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah, the trade battle doesn't seem to be going well. A lot of industries are starting to uh, hurt over this trade battle, including the motorcycle. And Harley Davidson is saying that this is going to cost them like a hundred million dollars. This battle. Wow. 
Ugh. Uh, we also have, you know, the steel industry that's not excited about this. Canada's pissed at us. But, you know, who cares about that? <laughs> it's, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, Canada's mad? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't say that. I know. The United Kingdom is mad at us? Oh, oh no. 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 Uh, no. Honey, don't say that. Don't don't say they're mad. I know. It's just it's I mean, okay. at, at least the United Kingdom has some bite to them. I mean, Canada is whatever. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like our 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 baby sister or something. Uh <laughs> <laughs> really they are kind of aren't they? Kind of are. They yeah. Are like that. It's I like, think okay. so. Well, whatever. Are you no. really mad? Oh no. Oh no. That's uh, just yeah. Cool. She's mad. All right. It's, you know, yeah. How you have to treat your little, she's your little sister. Treat her like, yeah, I know. I it's know. all right. Yeah, we don't want her to be upset, but oh well. <laughs> She'll get over. She it. goes through this every yeah, couple of years. Yeah, it's fine. They throw her a bone, of some kind. I don't know. Well, it's not my fault. She's the baby sister. It's you guys. Right. That's right. Who's already here? We can't help it if you are just America light. I mean, you know, that's not our problem. You've adopted our entire culture. Sorry. With everything except for, you know, your stupid curling thing, whatever. Whoa. Yeah. Come on now. Are you going to be like a Keith Malinak defender of curling? No, all of but a sudden? I, I do kind of like it. Why? Because it's kind of. Well, kinda, we won a gold medal cute. in it. It's cute. I do like that part. We yeah. did win a gold medal. It's in cute. It. It's a cute little mm-hmm. sport, and I, I feel like I could mm-hmm. do it. It's adorable. Yeah, like you, feel, you do feel like you could do that. I feel like I could do it. So. <laughs> It doesn't make me feel bad watching it. <laughs> Even if you're, as you are, athletically overweight. Okay, thank you. That's what I mean. You can perform. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah. Curling maneuvers. <laughs> thank you. Uh, this is kind of interesting, too. People are a little concerned because apparently uh, there's a big meeting of all the biggest of the uh, uh, high-tech companies getting together, and nobody knows exactly what this summit is is all about oh no but another secret hamburger meeting facebook google apple ibm and microsoft are getting together wow uh also intel qualcomm samsung dropbox and others uh they expect the meeting to be attended by companies across the industry sectors including hardware software and device makers but declined to say which companies would be there um Dean Garfield, ITI CEO and president, told Axios that tech companies are aware there's a new sense of urgency around consumer privacy. Uh, so they're gonna they're gonna get together and figure out yep. how they can keep stealing our information. How from they can us. best make us safer. You know that's is that exactly right? That's exactly what they're gonna say, and what they'll actually be doing is the exact opposite yep. that would be my guess we're here we're, we're, we're getting together so that we can look everyone is concerned about the children and their safety online uh-huh and we need to we're here uh discussing options to make things safer for your children <laughs> it's it's for the children yep it's, it's always, always for the, for the it's children all, were, it's always for the children it doesn't end with that it's just always for it oh amazing all right so According to a CBS poll, what, what, did you already look? No. You already looked. No, I know I didn't. I didn't look at it. What is the percentage of Americans that believe a border wall is a good idea? 
Oh, this is a CBS poll. Keep in mind, CBS poll. I didn't look at your stupid thing. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Okay, take your guess then. Uh, I want to cheat CBS now poll. so bad I can't stand it. I want to look at the screen now. Uh, people that want the border wall that think it's a good thing. Yes, 40, Americans. Americans, forty percent, forty-five percent. Okay, it's actually fifty-one percent. Oh wow. There's good. Fifty good percent of Americans want the border wall. You would think when you listen to CBS, you or sure would MSNBC or NBC or ABC or CNN that it'd be a hundred and sixty percent against. Which is why I was thinking that it would be under fifty, so that they could still argue that right now, you know, it's it's not it's not over fifty percent that want the border wall. Yeah, and even their own polls have that. That's amazing. So you know that it's even probably more than that. So. I guess it breaks down like this. 32% of Americans believe a wall along the border is a good idea that can probably be completed. 19% said it's a good idea that should be tried even if it can't be completed. I'd probably be in that group because I I think it's a good idea. I just don't think they're ever going to do it. Right, right. 48% polled said it was a bad idea. So it's 51 to 48% in favor of it. Let's get on it. Why is it that when that's the case, we can't, we still can't get anything done? Well, I, I, I don't have the answer. I you go I back to our call from Pennsylvania earlier in the day. Um, right. It's it, us. It right? is us. Because we don't do enough to make sure that they follow through with what we demand they do. But at some point, we have demanded it, and they still don't follow through, and now we've, we've got to throw our hands up in the air a and little it, bit. And at some points, also, we've demanded it, They've actually done the legislation. It went through, said it w- it shall be built, and still, still didn't do it. Didn't get done. Right. I mean, that's as bad as it gets. When you demand it, they say, okay, we're going to do it. They pass it. It's in the law. It A wall or a fence, I think in that case, right. shall be built between the U.S. And, and Mexico, and it still didn't happen. I, mean, I tell my kids that all the time. I know that. Unbelievable. I, I, know, I know that's what your mom said, but that don't make it so. <laughs> Although in that, in that case, it actually does. So it's a bad <laughs> example. Never mind. <laughs> it was a really bad example. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.